The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, I I am. She's right. I don't I don't know how she knew that that was about to happen, but uh, a little clairvoyance, I guess, on her part. Uh, glad glad to have you with us as well. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393, it is Pat Gray Unleashed. Just a bunch of stuff uh, to talk about today. State-sponsored murder, for one thing. I don't understand what's going on in Great Britain. I, 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 I wish somebody could explain to me what, what their vested interest is in letting all these babies die. What's it to you if the parents... Of course, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like Charlie Gard... Uh, some parents have a very sick child, and he's being treated. Is it at London, or are they Liverpool? Liverpool, I think. Okay, in Liverpool or wherever in England they are, they're not being allowed to leave again because I don't know why. Quite honestly, the, the hospital says they can't do anything more for the kid. They've taken the the baby off life support. Well, the baby opened its eyes. When they took it off life support, giving hope to the parents, and the parents are now, I mean, giving mouth to mouth resuscitation for this child. Horrible. And all they want to do is take the baby out of that hospital, bring it to the waiting Pope helicopter that is offered to take the baby, uh, I guess, to the airport, and then they'll fly the baby with the parents. To Italy, where they've agreed to take care of the child. They made, they made the baby uh, uh, an Italian citizen. They've cleared the way for them. They've told England, hey, uh, we consider this killing a, an Italian citizen. Let the baby go, and we'll take care of him here. What's it to you if they leave and it, it works out? It doesn't work out? Who, how do you have any vested interest in this? It's not your child. This is what happens when the state becomes your God. And that's what happened in Great Britain. That's what happens with nationalized health care. You don't even have uh, control over the life of your own child anymore. You can't even do whatever it is you want to do with them to get them, to give them a chance at life. Just to see if something... And it may not work out. Oh, well. I mean, it was certainly worth the effort, right? And these parents are desperate. They just... They desperately want their child to live. You can't... You can't guarantee that the child will live. But, you know, you got a better chance of just sitting there and doing nothing and watching the baby die. Again, it's... To me, it's state-sponsored murder. And when did Great Britain get into the business of that? Because they've, they've been in the business for a while now. Certainly with Charlie Gard. And then there was another uh, afterwards. And they, they did the same thing with the next one. Well, and they're doing the same thing with this one. And they weren't as high profile, but we have heard for a long time, for years, 
of just horrific conditions in their hospitals, patients being denied water or anybody checking on them or any just general care. Yeah. So this has been a part of their Ongoing. system for a long time. Remember the uh, night, 21-year-old, I think he was, who thirsted to death? Yes. He died of thirst oh. in the hospital. He had, he was His care was so neglectful at this state-sponsored hospital, they pretty much all are, that he was so thirsty, he, was, he took a plant out of the planter and drank the plant water. Remember that? And it wasn't enough. Patient died. I mean, this is what we want to aspire to? I don't think so. Thank you very much. I mean, again, replacing God with the state. Welcome to it. Because this is what happens. You get uncaring. You get unfeeling. You know everything. Uh, We know what's best for you and your child. Yeah, don't put the child through it. What do you mean? Uh, Where are the parents? We'll decide what what extraordinary measures we take to try to save our child. You certainly don't know what the outcome here is going to be. You think you know, but you don't know for sure. And somebody else is willing to try. Let me take them there. How is that any skin off their backs? How? I guess they don't want to be shown up. Maybe. Is it, is it an ego thing? Well, if they allow the baby to travel to Italy and then something is done that saves the baby's lives, they look bad. <laughs> is that worth the life of the child? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's uh, madness. It is. It is madness. And they keep doing this. I, they've got no shame. You think the culture of death in America is bad? Wow. They are years ahead of us. Well, maybe not. I mean, this goes fast. But they're ahead of us right now. Yeah, that gap on a social level, um, on the gap of time from what's happening in Europe to what happens here, that gap is getting smaller and smaller as we go. Yeah, well... We talked about that gap a while ago in regards to abortion, and we're actually ahead of Europe mm. on that front. Yep. So on certain fronts, we've actually passed them. And it's despicable. Uh, and, it, you know, it's going to cost us. Got to wake up here. Uh, by the way, the uh, migrant caravan. Has arrived at the U.S. border. Oh, good. Yeah, Welcome. So they're, here. they're just all right. Welcome. So open the big beautiful door and invite them in. Welcome to America. Uh, they began their journey through Mexico a <coughs> month ago, and they have reached the U.S. border, where uh, the arrival of setting up a confrontation between the Trump administration's anti-immigration policies, according to the, the anti-immigration policies. <laughs> he doesn't have anti-immigration policies. He's got anti-illegal immigration policies. Thank you. And everybody should have that, by the way. U.S. laws that require the United States to grant asylum to people with valid persecution claims. And how do you know? How do you know whose persecution claim is valid and whose isn't? So a group of about 130 women and children arrived uh, yesterday afternoon in Mexicali. Uh, this Mexican side of the U.S. border after an overnight bus trip from Herm- Hermosillo. In uh, Mexico, Sonora State, they were expected to be followed 
by another 500. Oh, good. Uh, later last night, and they're, so they're probably already there, and today. So that's good. So that, that's yeah. 630 people all at once. Don't the, worry about the that. The more the merrier. That's Thank what I say. you. I mean, it's a party. It's a party. So come on. And, and you're invited. Celebrate good times with us. Media attention to the uh, caravan has dropped in recent weeks, of course, because they're getting close. Right. And now the media doesn't want to. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Trump administration apparently has been keeping a watchful eye on the progress. Uh, Kirsten Nielsen, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, said her agency was monitoring the remnants of the caravan. Pretty good remnants. Uh-huh. You got like two-thirds of it at least. <laughs> you got like six people decided to stay in Mexico. Oh, okay. <laughs> the remnants. <laughs> 630 oh. people. <clears throat> if members of the caravan enter the country illegally, they will be referred for prosecution for illegal entry in accordance with existing law, Nielsen said. For those seeking asylum, and they all will. <clears throat> they all will. They know this by now. For those seeking asylum, all individuals may be detained <clears throat> while their claims are adjudicated efficiently and expeditiously. <clears throat> and those found not to have a claim will be promptly removed from the United States. Oh, yeah, you can take that to the bank. Sure. That's not going to be a problem at all. Right. Jeff Sessions issued a statement uh, Monday saying the migrants and their smugglers had ignored the willingness of the Mexican government to allow them to stay in Mexico. Our nation has the most generous immigration system in the world. Thank you for saying that, Jeff. Thank you. It is, it's not even close. No other country on earth allows a million people every year. And we're not talking, I'm not talking about just in refugee crises. We've been doing a million a year for decades. So... He said, our nation has the most generous immigration system in the world, but this is a deliberate attempt to undermine our laws and overwhelm our system. There is no right to demand entry without justification. Thank you. Promoting and enforcing the rule of law is essential to protecting a nation, its borders, and its citizens. But as President Trump has warned, the need to fix these loopholes and weaknesses in our immigration system is critical and overdue. Statement was uh, countered, of course, by Amnesty International. Oh, here we go. You know that they're going to finally inject some common sense into this discussion. Mm -hmm. They pointed out that seeking asylum is not a crime in the USA or anywhere. No, crossing the border illegally is a crime. And and seeking asylum when asylum is not uh, necessary is a crime. The efforts of U.S. officials to tarnish asylum seekers as criminals are cynical fabrications that ring hollow. (laughs) If it were up to Amnesty International, we would just be overrun. I mean, it would just be over for this country. I don't understand it either, because then why would you even come here? Once you destroy this, once you overwhelm our system to the point where we can't handle it, well, then who can we help? We can't help anybody. It doesn't make any sense to allow this to continue. So you have all of this happening. And then uh, one of my favorite stories of the day, an MS-13 gang member tried to sneak into the United States uh, last week. He was posing as an unaccompanied alien child. 
Because if you're an unaccompanied alien child, Mm -hmm. uh, we usually just let you in, and then we work it out later. Uh You're usually released, and then... Yeah, show up for a trial uh-huh, sure. a couple of weeks from now. That's efficient. And then we're going to be really shocked when you don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, but it'll be too late, so just wander around the country if you want. Uh, so he knew this, and so he shows up. Uh, a member of MS-13. Imagine that. During initial interviews, he falsely claimed to be an unaccompanied juvenile in hopes of being released. Yeah, I'm only six years old. <laughs> well, my uh, Mr. Six-Year-Old, what a lovely tat with the words Mara Salvatruca on your face, young man. That's That looks great. Uh, and what an extensive system of tats you have throughout your entire body. <laughs> yeah, mom gives me a new tat every birthday. Wow, and what a marvelous goatee. I, I've never seen a six-year-old grow one it's before. It's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, these guys are tatted up from head to toe. And to come in here and say, yeah, yeah. I'm a unaccompanied uh, child. Absolutely. Alien child. Mm-hmm. So aliens, can, uh, agents <clears throat> somehow saw through his ruse. I, he's got sharp people, obviously, at the border. And they continued to press him. His name is Ar- Argueta Chavez. And he finally admitted he was, okay, I'm an adult. Wait, wait, wait. Not a a minor. So this isn't, maybe he was posing as an apple on an international flight Mm -hmm. and got confiscated. No, that's not. No, no. So they actually busted uh, an illegal. Yeah, they did. Not an illegal apple coming in on a flight undeclared. Right. Okay. Right. Hmm. Congrats. We stopped somebody. (laughs) Yeah, all right. How about that? Yeah, come on. Ooh, it can be done. Can't fool us <laughs> when you're a 22-year-old MS-13 member with tats all over your face. You, We're not going to believe you're six. We're not going to do that. So You know what? If that gang would just change their policies and not require the tattoos, you, you know, might be in able the to article in I read, there. they're starting to reconsider their tat policy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> because of, just because of that very thing. <sighs> when you got tats all over, your, all over your face, it's a pretty good indication that, yeah, you might be a gang member. Okay. MS-13, since that's a known habit of MS-13 gang members. Hmm. Well, you know what's in the air besides uh, caravans at the border? Uh, spring. Spring is here. Kind of. It's sort of in, in uh, Texas, in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, winter arrived once again. I love it. Slow start to, to this spring. I'm it's loving like it, too. Upper 50s today. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the heat kicks back in, I don't know, tomorrow... Uh, there's going to be <clears throat> a lot more pollen, and maybe where you are, y- you experience that too. I told you before, we've got this black table, patio table, out, out in our backyard, and it fills up every single day with pollen. It's just, it's gross to think, wow, I'm breathing that all the time. Yes. Um, but inside your home, it gets even worse because all that same air just keeps circulating around, and if your filters are old, it's not removing that stuff. Go to filterby.com. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including uh, custom options. So if you have some kind of strange size, they'll custom make one for you. Then they ship it free to your home within 24 hours. Absolutely no downside. This is all great stuff. And it's a great American company. Everything's manufactured right here in America. Merv options, yeah, all the way up to hospital grade. They're they're going to have what you need. Go to filterbuy.com. 
Save 5% when you set up auto delivery. Then you never have to think about when it's time to change the air filters again because they show up at your door. Save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Uh, the creator of Schoolhouse Rock just died. Oh, sad. 94 years old. All of the things, the people, uh, the places from my childhood, pretty much going away now. It's a kind of a sign of you're old now. So... <laughs> Bob Duro, the creator of Schoolhouse Rock, uh, died at 94 yesterday. Mm. Taught thousands of kids and adults <clears throat> about grammar and math uh, and legislation. Let's, uh, let's take you down memory lane, as a matter of fact. Uh, here's one of his big hit songs, Schoolhouse Rock, I'm Just a Bill. I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Gee, Bill, you certainly have a lot of patience and courage. Well, I got this far. When I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an idea. Some folks back home decided they wanted a law passed, so they called their local congressman, and he said, you're right, there ought to be a law. Then he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee and I'll sit here and wait yeah. while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be a law. I hope and pray that they will. But today yeah, I'm still just a bill. of those congressmen arguing. Is all that discussion and debate about you? Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. Most bills never even get this far. Uh-huh. I hope they decide to report on me favorably, otherwise I may die. Die? Yeah, die in committee. Oh, but it looks like I'm going to live. Now I go to the House of Representatives and they vote on me. If they vote yes, what happens? Then I go to the Senate and the whole thing starts all over again. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And if they vote for me on Capitol Hill, well, then I'm off to the White House where I'll wait in a line with a lot of other bills for the president to sign. And if he signs me, then I'll be alone. I hope and pray that he will. But today I am still just a bill. 
You mean even if the whole Congress says you should be allowed, the president can still say no? Yes, that's called a veto. If the president vetoes me, I have to go back to Congress and they vote on me again, and by that time you're so By that time, it's very unlikely that you become a law. It's not easy to become a law, is it? No, but how I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Such a great memory. He signed your bill, now you're a law. Oh, yes! I mean, it's, that's great. That's great stuff. What better way for kids to learn? It's timeless, and it I have played those videos for my own kids, and that's where YouTube is such a great resource. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. not only for memory lane, but for educational stuff like that. True. I mean, it's fun to remember uh, all of that stuff that used to happen on Saturday mornings, but it's, it's also, it can still educate kids. This guy, uh, Bob Duro, was a jazz pianist and vocalist, and he wrote his first Schoolhouse Rock song, when a New York advertising executive came to him in 1971 and said, "Hey, uh, Bob, my kids, my kids just can't multiply. Do you think you could put something to music?" And he came up with "Three's a Magic Number," where he sang the the times tables, and it helped him. It resonated, <clears throat> and so he, he wrote everything from uh, that to conjunction junction. Mm-hmm. What's your function? I'm just a bill. I mean, classic stuff. That ran for uh, 12 years on ABC. Wow. Then the show came back on the air in the 1990s for five more years. Wow. And like you said, Keith, now they live on in YouTube videos. Some of them actually have millions of views. So, uh, yeah, people still using them. Apparently, as a resource, I d- doubt it just strolls down memory lane, right? Although that's kind of fun too. It, uh, great educational tool. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Caleb in Florida. Caleb, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey guys, how you doing today? Good. 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 Uh, so, I mean, this story with Alfie Evans and, and the other ones with like Charlie Gard as well. It is just proof to me that you have to decide when life begins and ends, and it has to be the same. Because if we cannot agree on when life begins or when life ends, it is going to be arbitrary for every single person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I mean, if, if it, and, and you, you and you've got and you've got no rights as a parent. Uh, the state just decides. Oh, yeah. Nope. Sorry, you 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 can't take them. Apparently, the the rights of a woman end once the child is born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what she can what she can do with her with her body or her baby ends once the baby is out of her. Obviously, yeah, appreciate I mean, it. Thanks. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. No, I was just say from a personal experience. I mean, I was born with a, a major medical condition, and at the time, uh, you know, the doctor said I would, you know, maybe live to be about twenty five or thirty, and I'm twenty nine right now. And the doctor just said, "Hey, next time you have a surgery, I'm going to need you to go to you know a ma- you know a big hospital." We want to run tests on you and figure out exactly why you're doing so well. Wow. Yeah, they don't. Thanks a lot for the call, uh, Caleb. Important reminder. They don't know everything. And they prove that every stinking day. And this goes right to the separation of the United States from the United Kingdom. Yeah. Where do our rights come from? If they come from God, then the government has to protect that life. Yeah. If, If it's the government, then here we go. Let me tell you how to protect uh, your lips, uh, if nothing else. Um, 
It's bomb shot lip balm. This stuff is so fantastic. And everybody, my wife swears by it now. Keith loves it now. Mm-hmm. Comes in these really cool little uh, shotgun case cases. <laughs> Trigger a liberal. Really cool. By putting your bomb oh, shot on your they'll lips. They'll go ballistic. Uh, <laughs> Wayne, the founder of bomb shot lip balm, uh, had real problems. And we've talked about him before. So he finally developed his own product because he was tired of crappy... Uh, lip balm that wound up a gooey mess in his pocket every day. So he designed this, and this will not end up a gooey mess in your in your pocket. Now, it's in three thousand stores nationwide. His product is a hundred percent American made, and it really works for you. Great special for Blaze listeners too. Go to balmshot.com. Use the promo code Pat when you buy the six pack. They're going to give you a seventh for free. Buy six, get seven. Okay, balmshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. That's balmshot.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I don't know what's going on in uh, Great Britain with this Alfie Evans situation. I, I, I don't understand how it affects the British government, the British hospital system, any of it. To just say, all right, go ahead, take him to Italy. First of all, how can they even stop you from doing that? I don't think in the United States that would be lawful. Yeah. Although, I take that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pelletier, the Pelletier situation uh, at the Children's Hospital in Boston. Remember that? Yep. They kept her, and the parents fought and fought and fought and fought to get her out of there and to get access. Uh, so, I, you know, maybe we're not so far ahead of uh, Great Britain as, uh, as I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the, the freedom, uh, in, in England, uh, seems to be squeezing down considerably right now. You can't take your son or daughter out of a hospital and go get them treatment elsewhere. Even when you have the means to do it, even when you've got the help of another major government in Europe to do it. Yeah. And those, those are matters Mm -hmm. of life and death, obviously, Mm -hmm. but that society and, and look who's talking, right? That society is out of control over there in so many different areas. Yeah, it is. It's just, just story yeah. after story, day after day of, of how common sense is a thing of the past over there. Well, like this, a teenager who posted rap lyrics, <laughs> which included racist language on Instagram, has been found guilty of sending a grossly offensive message. Now keep in mind, this teenager did not write the lyrics, just posted them. Jay-Z, Chelsea Russell, 19 years old from Liverpool, posted the lyric from Snap Dogs. How could you possibly confuse Snap Dog for Jay-Z? Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. Wow. I am disappointed in you, yo. I am 
Uh, it was uh, Snapdog's I'm Trippin'. Oh, oh, see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it uh, was a, mm. maybe a cover or something. No. I'm so sorry. No, uh-uh. Okay. Uh, actually, and Chelsea did this to pay tribute to a boy who died in a road crash. Russell argued it was not offensive, but was handed a community order anyway. Prosecutor said her sentence was increased from a fine to a community order as it was a hate crime. <laughs> okay, when you post the lyrics of Snapdog online, that's a hate crime? I guess. She was charged after Merseyside police were anonymously sent a screenshot of her update. This is unbelievable. Gestapo. Social Gestapo. Her defense had argued the usage of the word had changed over time. It contains the N-word in it. And uh, it had been used by a superstar rapper, Jay-Z, in front of thousands of people at the Glastonbury Festival. Prosecutor Angela Conlon said Russell's defense also argued her profile wasn't public. But it had been proved in court that anyone could access it and see the offensive language. I don't Are you kidding care me? Care if it's publicly I don't care if it's locked down, I don't care if it's publicly uh, available. If you're offended, stop looking at it. Oh my god. Go goodness. somewhere else. Is somebody keeping your eyes focused on the screen in front of you? Look away. <laughs> this is Wow, is this unbelievable? Russell was found guilty of sending grossly offensive messages uh, by a public communication. She was given an eight-week community order, placed on an eight-week curfew, and told to pay costs of 500 pounds, should be, I don't know, $815 U.S., Mm -hmm. and an 85-pound victim surcharge. There you go. So nine hundred pounds, nine hundred dollars essentially. No, it's eight fifteen grand total. Yeah, oh, so, grand total. Okay, okay, but what? Who? Who's the victim? The victim surcharge. Well, anybody who saw it. Uh, is that like? Wait, is it Ticketmaster? Is that are they the victim? Because <laughs> that seems like something they try to pull. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> victim surcharge does seem like a tech, Ticketmaster charge, doesn't it? So bad. Yeah, the tickets were only uh, forty bucks, but there's a uh, two hundred and thirty dollar victim surcharge in there. That and then the delivery fee. You agreed to pay. Yeah. Of course, the uh, delivery, and then the internet fee, and then mm-hmm. the uh, convenience fee, uh, and then the fee on the convenience fee. So my forty dollar ticket ties now back how much? to the victim surcharge seventeen hundred dollars. Okay, you know what? You go to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this. That is unbelievable. You so she posted somebody else's lyrics. Online. No, that's a hate crime. Costs her nine hundred or eight hundred and fifteen dollars plus a bunch of community service. Yeah, and plus whatever your this time. Com- plus the co- whatever the community order thing is. <laughs> Jeez, I, 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 that is out of control. You know, Ayn, I, Ayn Rand would not. Oh my god, oh, this would be a bad time for her to live in. Spinning like a lathe in her grave right now. <laughs> I mean, I hate crime. That's. That's just crazy. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Boy, he That's sure crazy. would be pissed right now. Yep. Uh, plus, as The Guardian uh, points out, a man who filmed his pet dog <clears throat> giving Nazi salutes. Oh, yeah. And then posted the footage online has been fined $1,100. Uh, okay. So you can't teach your dog to... I I won't do the salute because Sig Heil. Yeah, you you can't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he probably I don't know if the guy's a Nazi or if he just thought it was funny. 
But really, if your dog does the Nazi salute with his paw, that's something you should be fined $1,100 for. So $1,100 for teaching your dog how to give a Nazi salute on command. $815 for posting lyrics to a song. With the N-word in it. Now, do you... I just, I'm just spitballing here. Do you think this is a society that is com- just out of control on trying to control social behaviors? Or is this a society that has tried to be everything to everyone through their uh, national health services? And um, uh, everyone except for Alfie. But uh, they just need the nickel and diamond the society to death. They're trying to find at every possible angle to try to stack the coffers. I have no idea. I yeah. just Or they're so broke they just need a, this 1100 bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. insane. Mark Meekum, Meekin, uh, 30, recorded his partner's uh, pug responding to statements such as, oh gosh, such as yeah. gas the Jews and the Yeah, we Heil. played that video. That's not yeah. cool. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, that's a, it's absolutely distasteful. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's despicable. Yes. However, uh, and clearly in Britain you don't have the right to do that, right? I mean, this they've, is, they've be- got a communications act that makes stuff like this uh, illegal. This should be between him and YouTube. And yeah, that's it should. It. Yes, it should. In fact, we have a story in the stack today about how YouTube is going through and finding videos they find offensive. Fine. Eight million of them. Yeah. I mean, they that's, cleaned out eight million just with their algorithm. The government has no role in that relationship whatsoever. He was found guilty of posting material that was, quote, grossly offensive, unquote, and, quote, anti-Semitic and racist in nature, unquote, in breach of the Communications Act. In an offense aggravated by religious prejudice following a trial. (laughs) Meekin had claimed he made the video as a joke to annoy his partner and raised issues about freedom of speech. Speaking outside the court, he said that decision set a dangerous precedent. I agree with that. I mean, as abhorrent as this is, and as disgusted as we all are of his actions and, and saying gas the Jews and those kinds of things. I mean, just hideous. First of all, grow up. Get a life. Find something to do with yourself. But does the government intervene in this? Wow. I, they certainly shouldn't. But they do. Dozens of supporters of Meekin, including former English Defense League leader Tommy Robinson, were at the court for the hearing. Uh, Sheriff Derek or o- O'Carroll, sentencing Meekin, said the video was grossly offensive and that his girlfriend did not even subscribe to the channel he posted it on. He said the centerpiece of your video consists of you repeating the phrase gas the Jews over and over again as a command to a dog, which then reacts. You use the command Zig Heil, having trained the dog to raise its paw in response. And the video shows a clip of a Nuremberg rally and a flashing image of Hitler with strident music. You say the video was only intended as a joke to upset your girlfriend, whose dog you used, and nothing more? On the whole evidence, including your own, applying the law as made by Parliament and interpreted by the most senior courts in this land... I found it proved the video you posted using a public communications network grossly offensive and contained menacing, anti-Semitic, and racist material. I mean, if you apply this to the United States and, and our First Amendment, you would have no business. Uh, you, you got no business 
sentencing, sentencing this guy, finding him guilty, putting him in court, arresting him, fining him. Now, you can, you know, not watch his channel. You could ban any sponsor who supports his stuff. You know, you could do those things, but the government has no business in this. You know, I, you just reminded me of something when you said that. And I was thinking, <clears throat> yep, boy, at least we're free over here. They put the guy who made the video that m- helped Benghazi to happen. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. His Muhammad video. That was the Obama administration doing that. That's right. And uh, to cover their own butts. And by the way, it had nothing to nothing. do with Benghazi whatsoever. That nothing. video had like, what, 30 views on it when, when the Benghazi uh, attack happened? Yeah. Something really minuscule. The guy was a scapegoat and was absolutely abused by the justice system. So, yeah, it can happen here. We just have to wake up and, uh, and demand that this stop. We can't demand that stop in Britain, I guess. I mean, they're, that's why we left that stupid island in the first place. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got to keep a sharper eye on things here because, as you mentioned, yeah, the guy, and he did a long stretch in prison. Yeah, let's see. I'll I don't remember it. how long it was, but it seems like it was years. A year? No, no. Was, was it, it a year? Uh, Eight months? I don't me, know. Let me find out, though. California, remember that. Anyhow, and, I'll, I'll get back to you. And when you watch the video, I mean, it was so ludicrous and so stupid and so poorly, badly done that you knew that had nothing to do with any of the events of the day. Uh, and they continued to blame him for weeks, if not months, afterward. Just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, let's... Let's see here. So the attack happens uh, September 11th, 2012. Um, uh, I'm trying to find here. There's a story where he was re- released, but uh, I was hoping it would just say he had served. So I don't ha- how long he had served, but oh, we'll I'm not keep seeing that. A couple of years. That. You're right. It was, yeah. it was, was it? longer than I remember. Yeah, it was a long because time. Because this story here is dated uh, 2016. Wait, 2016? No, let's see. Filmmaker jailed after attack now lives in poverty and fear. So this wasn't when he was released, but it just ruined his life, apparently. Uh, just absolutely. Of course it did. Of course it did. You had the most powerful people in the world blaming him over and over and over again, of course. You know, I, I will say, he didn't have the authority to um, release jets from the Mediterranean Sea to come and rescue those folks. You sure? Um, I, I know that this uh, filmmaker... Um, they, hadn't, they hadn't given him the keys to that... Uh... Apparently, he's not the one that gives huh. the order. Um, <laughs> there's somebody, like, I don't I can't remember his name, but it was like a commander in chief, I think was his title. I forget. Huh. But he apparently was the one that was supposed to say, go and rescue them. That's really weird. So, yeah. So, I mean... You're sure it wasn't this guy? Maybe it was this guy. Maybe that's why they put him in jail, yeah. because he, yeah, yeah. he was dereliction of duty. Maybe sure that's, that's why they did was. that. Okay, got All it. right. Uh, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, Glenn and Tanya had a really miserable experience uh, in Connecticut selling their home. Took a long time. They lost a lot of money. And it just, it was bad. Their realtor gave them no help. Would schedule things like uh, an open house. Hey, tomorrow. Wait, we, we've got plans. Well, do you want to sell your house or not? <laughs> you don't have to go through that kind of stuff. We, that's why Glenn and Tanya put together Real Estate Agents I Trust, a network of over 1,200 agents all across America, rigorously qualified by Glenn's team for their experience, their marketing plan, their character, and what kind of results have they gotten in the past for clients? Are they able to sell homes? Are they able to get their clients uh, a good price when they're buying a home? And are they fans of the show? 
that's a key element. Uh, and because it shows that you got a lot in common. You're going to have, generally speaking, the same principles and values as your realtor. If you're trying to sell your house, obviously, you want to do that fast and you want to get the most money out of it. Uh, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Let our agents earn your business. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from Tabby and Jake 3 The kid is off life support. I'd take him under my jacket and head to the Pope helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Hermanette, if Alfie Evans is now legally an Italian citizen, what makes the UK any better than North Korea with the horrible auto warm beer situation? Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Brent out of shape. Bernie Sanders loves to point out everything the U.S. doesn't have that other civilized countries do. Well, we don't have a government stopping parents from saving their children's lives. It's generally true. What is what is sad is Bernie wants us to have that. It's for sure. That's socialism. Uh, and Carol, this one comes with a uh, with a photo. Mm-hmm. This is uh, powerful. Two mums called Kate. Two baby boys. One baby will go on to have everything. The other asks for nothing but a chance. And that Pretty powerful. Two moms yep. holding their babies. Kate, uh, Prince William's wife on one on the right, and then Alfie's mom on the left. Just really heart-wrenching. Heart- absolutely. Um, Shall we lead with our mistakes or my mistake on uh, the filmmaker guy, why he was arrested? Yeah. And he was arrested in part for his role in the film. Sure. He's made a false statement about his role in it. How dare he? Right? How dare he make a false statement about his role in that film? And I guess he violated terms of a probation on on a previous um, uh, fraud that he had committed. I don't know the details of that, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's almost like the Al Capone thing. I mean, let's be honest. He's put in jail for tax evasion. Um, but um, he was sentenced to one year in prison, mm-hmm. the filmmaker, and four years year of in prison, wow. supervised release. I, I knew it's, it was substantial. Hmm. And the guy, they would have left him alone yeah. had he not been you know, pinned as the fall guy in the Benghazi situation. 888 uh, let's get some good news. An armed robber in Monterey, Mexico, went into a store and a civilian wearing a cowboy hat is seen tackling him, causing him to uh, drop his weapon. So let's uh, take a look at this and uh, something good actually happened. That guy's waving a gun around, guy in the cowboy hat jumps him, points a gun at the clerk. Yeah, look at this. Points a gun at the cowboy. Cowboy is calm, cool, and collect. Takes his glasses takes off. Takes his glasses off. He's ready to go. <laughs> Points his gun Turns at another around. woman. Then yep. he grabs the guy. 
knocks the gun out of his hand. Wow. That now, little idiot got a lot more than he bargained for you right there. You're going to love this. So, How about that? So, so uh, eventually, three guys tackle him as he tries to escape the store. Oh, he pulled his shirt off at some point. Clothesline this guy. But here's what's nice. so great. The guy with the gun who tried to rob the place complained that the guys that stopped him, they tackled him, they were too rough. They were <laughs> just too rough. You gotta be kidding me. Dude, you had a gun in their face. I'm sorry. Of course, Emma Gonzalez would say, hey, look, there's proof you don't need a gun to stop a guy with a gun. So, uh, that's exactly why what they do would you say. need a gun? Okay. I mean, they were just very blessed that nothing bad yes. happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you're disarming a person with a gun, that can be quite dangerous. Now, if you have a gun and you disarm them by shooting them, that's a little less dangerous. I mean, that, 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 that armed robber turned around. The cowboy said, that's my chance. And he took and it. Grabbed it. Love it. So great. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to see there still are heroes. And we need a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, one who's, uh, I forget their lyrics. Something about so. ready for the fight yeah, or something. something it's got to be. Got to be something. And got to be, they got to be ready. Fresh from the fight. fight. I need a hero. I'm saving yes. you better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, 56 illegal immigrants were found in South Laredo. Uh, There's a stash house there, and uh, it's not exactly a spacious house, it looks like. Um, The Homeland Security apparently responded to a call from border agents, Mm. Laredo police, and they apprehended six illegal immigrants inside the house, but there were 56 there. Wow. A total of 56. Look at that. Undocumented immigrants. Look at that. Doesn't look like a comfortable situation. No. Men, women, children found inside. Uh, they They were from Guatemala, Mexico, and Honduras. All were processed. Accordingly, Homeland Security Investigations has the the lead in the situation. Partnerships in Laredo between the United States Border Patrol, Homeland Security Investigations, Laredo Police Department continue to show results Hmm. in disrupting criminal organizations from operating in South Texas. Wow. Seems like we're getting some action here from the federal government, huh? I love it. Hmm. I love it. What's changed? Something changed recently? Um, You mean like in the last year and a half or so? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Mm. something... It's caused this to happen. We're, we're somebody cracking down. else in Washington now. That's, I don't know. It's probably I don't know. just yeah, nothing. I mean, seriously, on some fronts, he's done a really good job, mm-hmm. and apparently, he does have he does have a stomach for the fight in uh, illegal immigration. I love that. I love that because these fifty six people were smuggled here by coyotes. Do you think they were treated well? Uh, they're jammed into this teeny little area. They're probably not fed. Uh, some of the women could have been raped. Happens all the time. They're exploited. They're beaten. They're raped in some cases, and sometimes they're killed. And and Democrats want nothing done with any of it. They'll just say, well, they're just looking for a better life. Well, no. I mean... They're not going to find it because the coyotes don't allow it. And the coyotes want their $8,000 per person. And if you don't have it, you're going to pay a price. Yeah. And these aren't 
necessarily uh, just people that are coming here to make a better life. You've got ICE raiding the businesses in New York last week. Yeah. And I just did the math on the arrest. They arrested um, a couple hundred. Eighty percent of those that they arrested in these ICE raids in New York State uh, or in New York City, I believe it was, 80 percent of them had criminal records. So they're actually they're just 80 percent. Just the 80 percent. Hmm. So, 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 I mean, they were mostly just good, hardworking, decent yeah. people. Why, why are we breaking up families and stuff? Why? I mean, they're just here to live a better life. I mean, they're not doing it, anything. You know why? It's hate mongering. Mm-hmm. It's They hate people different than them. Hmm. Yeah. They hate <laughs> people different. Yeah. I don't have a criminal record. <laughs> so you're right. That's probably what it is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, you know, there's a blue wave coming just to oof, sweep in the country like a tidal wave of blueness hmm. from Democrats. Is there a medicine we could take to Oh, gosh, I hope back? so. Please. A blue wave? I hope so. Hmm. I mean, the Republicans are bad enough. Now you got the Democrats coming on, and it looks like they're going to take the House back. Probably not the Senate yet, but they could, you know, by 2020 and have the president. I don't know. I, a lot can change. Yeah. Even between now and November, a lot can change. But, wow, the field for potential Democrats uh, to run for president in 2020 is extensive. It, uh, they think it could approach 50 candidates. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a long debate. 50. Got a stage for that? <laughs> uh, Senator Bernie Sanders obviously, is their main guy. Uh, He's like their great old hope. (laughs) Their great old socialist hope. Bernie Stinking Sanders, again, really, 79 years old. Okay. Gavin Newsom, still being talked about. Now, Gavin Newsom is a former mayor of San Francisco. I, I mean, this guy... Is he lieutenant governor of California now? I think he is. Then you got Senator Cory Booker. You actually have John Kerry back in the mix. Oh. People are actually talking about, hey, you know who we need? <laughs> Who's that? A John Kerry. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because he's so, 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 so good. Right? I mean, do you remember? I remember how him. How good he was? I just don't remember um, how good he was is the problem. You don't? Do you want to remind me? Cause... Yeah, because I'm going to tell you how good it Remember okay. when, he, when he testified against his fellow soldiers in Vietnam uh, and had seen none of this, by the way, himself? They had personally raped, cut off ears, cut, cut off, off heads, heads, taped wires from portable telephones to, to human, human genitals, genitals and turned and up, turn the, up power, the power, cut off limbs, blown up bodies, blown up bodies randomly shot, shot at, at civilians, 
raised villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan, shot cattle and dogs for fun, poisoned food stocks, and generally ravaged the countryside of South Vietnam. Vietnam. But look at how the countryside of South Vietnam was dressed. Uh It deserved being ravaged in... Yeah, dude. Raised villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. Shot cattle and dogs for fun. Poisoned foon stocks. <laughs> and of course, none of that. I mean, he didn't see any of that personally. He talked to somebody. And the somebody that he talked to about that stuff hadn't even been to Vietnam. It, it's despicable what he did to our soldiers, to our military. Yeah, and, and that man, I was just looking up here, he was Ohio away from becoming president of the United States. Right. He only lost Ohio 50.8 to 48.7. Jeez. That was dangerously close, 2004. You forget how close that was. Uh, he almost beat George W. Bush because of the, the Iraq War. Uh, everybody was up in arms over the supposed lie that Bush told over the weapons of mass destruction, which is ridiculous. Thank you, Ohio. Yeah. Oof. Dodged a bullet there. Uh, Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg also being discussed. No way. Mayor Eric Garcetti. Senator Chris Murphy. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, of course. She keeps saying she doesn't want to. She's not going to. But they keep putting her out there because, uh, you know, they, they love her communism. And, <laughs> and they'd like to see it in the White House, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> Former HUD Secretary Julian Castro is always being talked about. He was the mayor of San Antonio. I mean, that's his claim to fame. Mayor of San Antonio, HUD Secretary. Now you want the guy to be president? Why? Yeah, but we Because he's Hispanic. That's why. And his last name's Castro. We that's would why. never elect someone with a... Anywhere in their name, the name of a dictator in the no, world. Like, like a, a Barack Hussein Obama <gasps> type. or what? You would well wait. Huh. Hold it. It's a pretty amazing country when you think of that. Uh-huh. Uh, Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban. Oh, nice <laughs> to see he's lumped in with the Democrats. Yes, isn't it? Because that's what he is. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he, I, I hope he's given up the ruse of, no, I'm libertarian. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you? Okay. Uh, Mayor L- Mitch Landrew, is that New Orleans? Uh, yeah. Uh, Senator K- Kirsten Gillibrand, Tim Kaine. Oh, the guy who lost with Hillary. Yep. Roy Cooper, former Governor Deval Patrick. Oh, hey, Obama's buddy. Dredging up just anybody they can possibly think of. Because you know what the problem is? They know none of these people have a shot, really, against Trump. Just throwing they, names against the wall and see yeah, what sticks? I think so. Like, all these are test balloons? Starbucks chairman Howard Schultz. <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. I don't think that's going to work. Kamala Harris? Uh, Again, absolutely not. Uh, Senator Jeff Merkley? I don't know much about him. Seth Moulton? Representative? Mm. Don't know much about him. Then you bring in, uh, this is the one name... That, you know, maybe gives you a little pause for, uh, could be problematic. Former Vice President Joe Biden. Hmm, now wait. Joe Biden's an interesting one. I got a question for you. Who would win if it came down, Democrat side, Biden-Gore? Who would win that face-to-face? Mm, wow. 
That'd be close. Yeah, it would be. I think it would be. Hmm. I think it would be close. I think Gore beats him. Yeah. Although they never mention Gore. I don't know why. They mention everybody else under the sun. But I don't think Gore's in this list. No, he's too happy <clears throat> making he's tons making of money. money. <laughs> uh, Governor Gina Raimondo, Mark Warner, who's a senator, uh, John Hickenlooper from Colorado. He might. Mm-hmm. Crazy Governor Jerry Brown. If he runs again, I mean, come on. I think 1968 was his first presidential run. Yeah, let's keep your think destruction within the boundaries of California there, Governor Please. Brown. Just keep him there. 1968? Wow. Uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama, she keeps saying she's got no interest in that. And I hope that's true because I, that's another one that gives you a little, little tingle. A little of, oh my gosh, please no. No, no. Well, how no. would you be able to concentrate on her giving a speech? You'd just those be staring arms, at those arms those the whole arms. time. Like, oh my blah, gosh. Blah, blah, blah. What if she wore sleeveless tops all the time? Like State of the Union? And you saw the shoulder area there. Ooh. Those arms, just too much. Wow. You'd oh, have to vote for her. Right? Because you'd be hypnotized by sure. those arms. You gotta, I got to have four years of arms. No, give me eight. Those eight magnificent years. arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mayor Pete... Buttigieg? I don't know. Where is Who is there? Pete Buttigieg? Oh, I'm going to have to Google that. It's a B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G. Buttigieg? Gig. <laughs> Representative John Delaney. South Bend, Indiana. You knew that. Oh, South Bend, of Pete course. You know, we, how many times have we talked about the South Bend, Indiana mayor? I don't know. <laughs> Former Governor Terry McAuliffe. Martin O'Malley again. Uh, Amy Klobuchar. They, they throw her into the mix every once in a while. I, you know, outside of Minnesota, I don't, I don't know that she has any kind of base or any sort of chance. Steve Bullock, governor, uh, Jay Inslee. Oh, Lincoln Chafee. Now, if he brings back the, the, the uh, metric system, yeah, right. he's got a shot. Okay. He's got a shot. Because if he makes that his platform again, he's going to turn America metric. Why? He's golden. <laughs> he's golden. Man. <laughs> I just, it was one of the dumbest things of all time. Oh. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio. Oh, uh, seriously, I a mean, certified communist. I was going to say, one communist in my lifetime occupying the White House is enough, please. Uh, Secretary of State, former Secretary of State. Yes, Hillary Clinton, still being talked about. That's I think that's why she's hanging around so long. Huh. She's just trying to keep her name out there. She's just trying to remember, remind you that, hey, I'm not going to be that old come 2020. And I'm going to give this another shot. I'll bet she does. Uh, Sherrod Brown sucks. <laughs> uh, Oprah Winfrey. <sighs> now, she keeps toying with it and then saying, nah, I got no interest. And then she'll toy with it a little bit more and then, nah, I'm not going to do it. I, I haven't heard yet from God that I'm supposed to do this. Oh, she's uh, allowed to, to talk to God. Right. Nobody else in right. politics is. But if you're Mike Pence, don't you dare say that you ever hear God's voice. No, absolutely not. Uh, Tim Ryan, former Secretary of State Jason Kander. Oh, wow. Hedge fund manager Tom Steyer. They're thinking about him actually running. Hmm. What a nightmare that would be. Mm-hmm. That guy is as crazy as a loon. Oh, and speaking of which, the next name on the list. Eric Holder. Jeez. <laughs> oh, That's No. What a, what a terrible bench they have. I mean, seriously, listen to all these names. None of them. You, you just say, no, no. Why don't You might as well bring in Richard Gebhardt. Mm. You might as well. Uh, Luis Gutierrez, Bob Iger from Disney, the CEO. 
Ain't no chance. Now, here's one guy that scares me a lot. <laughs> totally scares me, man. I'm sincerely if he's scared. A de- is he d- a Democrat? Because I thought you know, he was Republican. He's, I think he's an independent. But if you read interviews of him, you're like, okay, you're an independent, Mr. Liberal. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. Scary one. I mean, conservative for Hollywood, I guess, would be the best one. Can you imagine him versus Donald Trump in 2020? What a race that would be. Jeez. Uh, former L.A. mayor, Antonio Villaraigosa. That guy is crazy as a loon, too. Uh, Sheldon Whitehouse. Andrew Cuomo. The, the whole Cuomo family needs to just please go away. Go away. Tulsi Gabbard. Adam Schiff and Keith Ellison. Yes, oh. that's what they need. A radical uh, Islamic communist uh, idiot. <laughs> there you go. So many descriptive words. We've yes. Already, yeah, we've already we've already done that for eight years. So can we not do that again? Wow, please? that's. I mean, that's a scary list because these are some of the most radical extremists that you could dredge up. To run for office. And then you've got the likes of Dwayne Johnson, who's pretty likable. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. That's yeah. all you need to be. Yep. Just likable. 888 900 uh, More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. We'll get to your calls as well at 888 900 Let me tell you about Riduzone. A lot of people in this building absolutely love Riduzone because it's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. And so with, you know, proper diet and exercise, this can really help you lose weight. It boosts your metabolism. It helps you uh, reduce your appetite and helps you burn fat. So all of those things going for you, you can't help but lose weight. And then more importantly, it helps you keep the weight off afterwards, which is really hard to do. Uh, Sarah, who hosts the show The News and Why It Matters, uh, she lost over 100 pounds, but it was like more than a decade ago. And she still looks great, despite the fact that she says she struggles every day with cravings. And that's where Riduzone comes in. It helps her get her mind off it. She's not thinking about it all day. If you'd like to do the same, go to Riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com. Join now by Brad Staggs. With a diva moment brought to you by UseWaxRx.com. And yeah, Keith, I'm talking about your wife. Oh, okay. She had a diva moment today. Oh, just today? Okay. She walked in to the studio, and she was about to put in her, her IFB, which is one of those, it's just basically a little earbud that you put in so we can hear people in the mm-hmm. other room. And mm-hmm. She looked down, and I hear this, ah, chunks of earwax okay. on the IFB. I don't need to hear Exactly. And she really went full diva. She's not like, hers. I'm not putting that yeah, in my that's ear. that's not hers. I'm not putting that in my ear. And I'm she like, uses UseWaxRx.com. Exactly. So there are some people in this building somewhere who are not using WaxRx. So they're using other people's earbuds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with their yes. nasty, gross wax mm-hmm. buildup. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. And more, and this relates to the real world. And if you ever use someone's earbuds, you know, like for their iPod, uh, their phone, their iPod, mm-hmm. whatever, or if you use somebody else's, if they aren't using WaxRx, you're getting those big chunks of wax into your ears. That's like cross 
wax okay, contamination. So that's not a diva moment. That's just oh, grotesque. No. No, she's, you know, you, you know, she's just a diva in general. Okay. She's so hard to I gotta work go with. home to her tonight, so I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I, okay, that's, all I, that's all I'm gonna say. If you wouldn't <laughs> mind just mentioning to her to tone it down just a little bit so the rest of us can stand working with her. That would be great. How do you want me to respond to that, Brad? <clears throat> Good luck. You, Thank you. Like you said, you're the one who has to go home to her. Mm-hmm. So the, the moral of the story is don't be a diva. If you don't want other people's earwax in your ears and vice versa, <laughs> go to usewaxrx.com, get the three-step cleaning kit, get those ears clean, and use promo code radio for free standard shipping. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Got to tell you about uh, Kanye West. Um, uh oh, he's he's this generation's Ford, Hughes, Jobs, and Disney. That's that's wow. what he he just tweeted that out. Oh boy. Uh huh. Series of tweets that says, "I am this generation's." Ford, Hughes, Jobs, and Disney. Now, I'm not sure if he means Henry Ford, Howard Hughes, Steve Jobs, and Walt Disney. It might be Phil Ford. He might be this generation's Phil Ford. You know, Phil Ford was the guy who made sure the produce at Safeway stayed watered during the course of the day. That's good. Yeah. Uh, he might be Hora- this generation's Horatio Hughes, who was a taxidermist. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he may be speaking of Bob Jobs. Bob Jobs? He had a really nice little uh, gerbil training business for a while. And then uh, and then there was not Walt Disney, but Myrtle Disney. Myrtle uh, was actually a mouse exterminator. Oh, no. Yeah. Those it, are a couple of Disneys that he yeah, got on the family reunion. Right. So huh. um, that might be what he's talking about, because I can't imagine any other... <laughs> Such a humble man, that Kanye. Such a humble, <laughs> humble man. And without cause. <laughs> right. His, his bravado. I can't take it. <laughs> I, I don't get it it's at all. It's just the arrogance of some people that have no reason to even be arrogant. Then he tweeted out, there's been a lot of fake news, so I just wanted to give you the facts. Okay. So he's about to lay the facts down on you. Wait, I thought we already got facts. He's but this yeah, there's generation's... More. Okay. There's more. Yeezy, that's his clothing brand, right? Yeezy will become the biggest apparel company in human history (laughs) by working with the most genius level talents and creating product at an affordable price. I hired the head of supply chain from The Gap. Oh, well, he's done. Yeezy is on well on its way to becoming the biggest apparel company in human history then. Okay. How does he How would you doubt him? I mean, never mind the guy he just hired from the supply chain of Gap. I mean, he has to work with himself <laughs> and these four huge egos, these personalities, and the, the, these creative minds. I mean, how mm-hmm. does he concentrate to even type out a tweet? I don't know. Because you've got to be thinking, uh, I mean, am I Jobs today? Am I Disney? Yeah. Am I uh, Hughes? Am I... He's extraordinary. That's why. That's how he can do it. Good. That's how he can do it. Uh, Darian in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hey guys. Hey. Um, 
as per usual, I start off with one thing and then you just keep talking and the list just keeps <laughs> building and building and building of absolutely insane topics to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, first off, on the 2020 election, I think we'll be fine. It seems like Democrats just have this thing where they want to just constantly bring out the old guard. Never mind that the old guard is full of, like, you know, Rapey Joe and, you know, reach out across that great chasm. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it, it just... Not that Republicans have it any better. I mean, we've got the world's largest Oompa Loompa in office right now. But, um, you know, it, it, I, I think we'll be fine. I mean, if Kamala, Kamala Harris seems like their, their most... Um, their most professional yeah, legitimate. candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's, mm-hmm. if that's what we're dealing with, she then I, I, I mean, like, let me just go ahead and, you know, kick my shoes off and prop my feet up and just wait. Cause I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not uh, worried about that either. Yeah, definitely not. It's great to hear you're doing well, Pat. Yeah. Uh, we had you in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Um, definitely. Mostly, mostly just because we were tired of Jeffy though. <laughs> we just, we need to go ahead and, Completely understandable. That out. Absolutely yeah, understandable. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Darian. <laughs> Appreciate it. Ah, uh, man. Uh, the only one on this list I think I'm really concerned about is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if he is, in fact, a Democrat. Because it used to be that he was, I don't know if he's self-identified Republican, but everybody identified him as a Republican. Really? Seems like it. I didn't know that. <clears throat> I just know that the man is gonna make an interesting president if he runs he could win yeah absolutely he could i I, I mean that's where we are in this country right now i'm gonna look up more on his politics and get back to you but uh i'm that's interesting to hear you say that he's a republican or at least you've heard that yeah that's i mean he's always lumped in with the conservatives and the you know the bruce willis's of i mean as conservative as hollywood types get Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, several <clears throat> surveys over the past decade have shown the number of Americans who believe in God is declining. Maybe not as fast as <clears throat> the rest of the world, but uh, it's a little concerning. Anyway, a new Pew Research survey finds that one third of Americans, both those who say they believe in God and those who say they don't. Trust in a higher higher power or spiritual force. Hmm. Uh, this group has a looser interpretation. Some call it God. Others don't. There are lots of people who say initially they don't believe in God and go on to clarify that what they mean by that is that they don't believe in God as described in the Bible, but they do believe in some other higher power or spiritual force. That's strange. What would that be? That they believe in a different force or yeah. something? I don't know. Like Energy? The force. Oh. It flows through us. Oh. It's in everything. You feel it flowing through you. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's been too long since we heard uh, Yoda on the program. I know. Tell you that. A majority, if a slim one, 56% say they believe. Only 56% believe in the conventional, benevolent, all-knowing, all-powerful God of the Bible. Ugh. 56%? Then there's the hardcore disbelievers, about 10% who say they don't believe in the God of the Bible or a higher power. There's nothing but us. We're the most powerful beings apparently in the universe. One-third of U.S. adults believe in a higher power of some kind, 
but not in God as described in the Bible. Survey was uh, taken among 4,729 respondents in December and gives some insight into the diversity of beliefs here in the U.S. Does now. it say where they lived? Is this around the country? Is yes, this, it's oh, across the nation. Okay. It found that among the so-called nuns, like they have no belief, a broad category of atheists, agnostics, and those who answer none of the above on questions about religion, fully 72% believe in a higher power of some kind. Uh, two previous surveys found that belief in God is generally falling. A uh, 2007 survey tabulated belief in God at 92%. 92 in 2007. By 2014, it was 89%. And in this most recent poll, although the methodology is different, uh, it was online as opposed to a telephone poll. That number is now uh, at 80%. So it's gone from 92 to 80% in 11 years. Hmm. Belief in God as described in the Bible is highest among Christians, obviously. 80%. Uh, Evangelicals and black Protestants had the highest rates of belief in in the God of the Bible, 91 and 92%. Only a third of Jews, by contrast, believe in the God of the Bible. Hmm. What? Interesting. That is really amazing. Yeah. Uh, And... So different from the way it used to be in the United States of America. Wow. So it gets all the way down to 56% of us believe in the God of the Bible. That is, that's scary. That's amazing. Uh, I do have an update on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, political affiliations. He did speak at the 2000 Republican National Convention. That's why everybody thinks he's Republican. But in 2017, he told GQ magazine he's a registered independent. Okay, well, yeah. there you go. There you go. But that's why people think of him as a Republican or a conservative. 888-933-93 will be chewing the fat here in a sec with Jeffy. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here. Ha. That uh, music means it must be time for Jeffy and chewing the fat. Yeah, I noticed you haven't spent a whole lot of time on the birth of uh, the new royal baby. And I'm a little you know, I'm a little I, disappointed. I, I mean, how you realize that it was right. born on Monday at eight pounds seven ounces. You realize, you realize I, that, right? You realize I don't care. You realize right. there were gun salutes that were used to Whoa. you know, because of the happiness of the happiness. the whole the subject kingdom. The subjects. the subjects, yeah. If you I will. mean mm-hmm. the the actual uh, the actual coverage of it has been insane. And I believe my favorite my favorite News coverage mm-hmm. of the royal birth. Breaking. Oh, this is Associated Press. Okay. Breaking. Duchess of Cambridge. Prince William leave hospital with newborn son in car seat and drive away. Um, they know that this is America. Breaking. Right? <laughs> so bad. So ridiculous. Now, earlier today, 
uh, and we don't even know the name yet, right? So they're teased, they're still teasing, stretching that out. And Prince is there. He arrived at some commemoration today, and they asked him, "Why well, the Alec? Could it be the name be Alexander?" And he was like, "Funny, you should say that." So they're teasing that it could be Alexander. Why didn't somebody say? Hey, you're going to name him Alfie, you know, after the baby that you're killing in this country. Right. Because you can damn well bet Mm -hmm. you can take it to the bank that if the royal baby had a a bruise, they would they would fly that to anywhere in the world to take care of that kid. If there was even a chance for that kid in the same in a similar circumstance that he'd absolutely be in Italy right now. Absolutely, right, one hundred percent. He'd be. I mean, they, uh-huh. they would be in America. It's pathetic, right? I mean, it's agonizing. Yep, agonizing. And and the good thing about Prince William is that he he doesn't fall too far away from the tree because he's already been quoted as there's just too darn many people in the world. Oh, you got to be kidding me! There's just too many people in the world. So he's a chip off the old block. Well, then what are you doing producing he's, more? This is number three, Doofus. right? But he believes that the human population's uh, risk having a Terrible impact on the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, don't forget, uh, Grandpa, Duke of Edinburgh, uh, in 2011, advocated for voluntary family limitation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, good. Right? Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Agonizing. So, uh, Penn State University has ended something that I thought originally when I saw the headline was great. And that was they're ending the uh, 98-year-old outing club. And I thought, well, good. I mean, people are supposed to out themselves when, if and when they want. Did you say it's 98 years old? 98-year-old For 98 club. years, this club has been outing people who didn't want to be outed? Oh, that's what I thought oh. originally. Okay. But, <laughs> that's what I thought. Did you? But apparently, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. But apparently, it's a group that goes backpacking, kayaking. Hiking. Oh, they go on outings. <laughs> see, now we get I see. see. We were wondering. I see. Okay. That was, it was my All fault. Right. I, I was just saying that's what I thought from the headline. The 98 years should have given you thank a, God they were, an indication. I mean, we don't want clubs outing people. People right. need to do that on their own. Yes. <laughs> but uh, listen, they're no longer allowed to host anything outdoors, though, which is good at Penn State. Yeah, that's dangerous, right? I mean, look. Too good. many things can go wrong in the outdoors. Right. And and one of the things that the issue for administrators was that uh, they frequently visit locations with poor cell coverage. No, oh my you gosh, can't. that's too dangerous. I you mean, we need to get them our, our our client. Yes, Maybe send, give that to the outing club. Yes. <laughs> Listen, student safety in any activity is the primary for focus. You know that. I've got a bumper I mean, sticker that says that very thing. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I should. I'm I'm mad actually that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, that we haven't heard, that we haven't heard of any injuries or anything sustained from the club or any of the events. But so there's never could been happen a mishap. They're just ending it because something could eventually could happen. Yeah, right now, listen, students can still play. You know, it's hockey, rugby, football. Uh-huh. But you're not going to go out and see a cave or scuba dive or anything like that because that's it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Pathetic. That's agonizing. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, seriously, it is. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I mean, the whole point of, I don't know, outing is to maybe not have cell coverage. Yeah. And there's plenty of uh, plenty of equipment, some advertised here, that uh, will help you uh, around that situation. Right. So, I mean, Plus, there, there were a few years 
I mean, this was an ancient time. You're not like, gonna, you aren't going to go here, are you? Go back to like 2002 <laughs> oh gosh, where you, you didn't have access to phones at all times. And all people places, died. All things. I mean, hundreds of thousands of college students on Is camping trips died. Is that why there were died. piles of dead bodies everywhere? Yes. Is that why? Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, people Couldn't don't call for help. People think those hills they're walking on are just dirt. No, no, no. <laughs> Piles of dead bodies. Okay, so, so bad. It really is. Come it on, is. It is. Uh, so bad. All right. So um, Elizabeth Warren has uh, someone running against her finally uh, for the Senate seat in Massachusetts, uh, and he's uh, you know he's putting up a little bit of a fight, a little kind of a funny fight. Um, his name is uh, Shiva Ayadore, born in India. He's running as an independent uh, against uh, Elizabeth Warren for the Senate seat. For over a month now, his campaign bus has been parked out in front of his building uh, that he owns in Cambridge. And uh, it's got a great big covered sign over the bus that says, and you'll see this if you're watching on Blaze Television, only a real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. <laughs> nice <laughs> really funny mm-hmm. uh and it's so funny in fact that the city of cambridge is now in saying hey uh you don't have any permits so you're in violating a zoning ordinance so that thing down or we're going to fine you 300 bucks a day and additional legal penalties if, it's, if it stays up nice. now he says uh, uh no uh, he's filed a lawsuit against the city he's saying no you support elizabeth warren i'm not you know i'm not taking it down good luck god bless now Good. Now, as funny as it is, and as much as you hope that he's going to beat Elizabeth Warren, and I and I want him to beat Elizabeth Warren, it wouldn't be it'd be a shame. I, no, let me rephrase that. It'd be a shame mm-hmm. to lose Elizabeth Warren. Yes, from the United States Senate. Yeah. Oh. Wouldn't but it? Shiva's got his own issues as well because he's one of the guys that, and I don't, I don't have a whole in depth story behind it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm looking into it, but he actually has claimed that he invented email, and I think some people in question that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there might be a little, a little issue with Shiva too. So, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do there. So, mm. I'm not sure what to do there. Who I want? Kind of sad. And you were talking uh, about uh, YouTube and the lawsuits. Well, Facebook, uh, you know, is not putting up with it anymore. You know that they've said they're going to uh, they're going to take care of all this stuff that uh, they don't want on Facebook. So, they've issued a 27 page. What uh, guidelines for publishing on Facebook and uh, don't make credible violent threats or um, revel in sexual violence, promote terrorism or poaching of endangered species, attempt to buy marijuana, sell firearms, list prescription drug prices for sale, post instructions for self-injury, depict minors in sexual contact or commit multiple homicides at different times or locations. Um, good. And they have moderators that work in 40 languages. Uh, look, their goal is to uh, respond uh, to reports of questionable content within 24 hours. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to impose quotas on those time limits because we might not get to it in 24. But we will get to it. So good luck. Have fun. <laughs> you know, most of the stuff you read there, you think, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Commit multiple murders. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, but most people. Know but some it. of the stuff is, uh, you know, kind of like the Heil Hitler dog. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, while you might watch, you I may watch it once, mm-hmm. and think, well, that's just Stupid. dumb, and never go mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So, why is that such a difficult task for people in today's world? I don't know. 
This, or if I don't, or not watch it at all. Say, oh, there's somebody that trained a dog to uh, give the Nazi salute. Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it. Why? That seems to be such a difficult task in today's world. I don't understand that. Yeah. You make you make the decision for what you watch. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But if you're deciding to watch Netflix, good for you because they are soon to be worth more than Disney. Really? Get this. Netflix market value, um, $138.3 billion. Wow. Disney, still, they've got some catching up to do. Disney is at 150 Okay. Won't be long. No, it won't. And that's why Disney pulled away from Netflix, right? Is trying to start their own streaming service for all their movies and everything because they're like, whoa, hey. Yeah. Wait a second. The Netflix business model, uh, one of the most impressive things wow. in the last hundred years, it's probably. Amazing. It's just, it's incredible. And there was a time, even, what, 11, 2011 and 12, where they were in dire straits yeah. financially. Even though they had such a great business model, but they were paying all these fees to all these and companies. And they still have some debt. They still This whole story goes into you know their long-term debt plan and everything and what they're doing but and how, much, mm-hmm. how they're spending a lot of cash on original content. They're still dropping. Instead of keeping profits, they're still dropping a lot of cash into original content, which I'm going to tell you about a new content that they have coming up. But still, they, the, all the investors are like, eh, we really don't see an end to it. Yeah, the, the, I mean, it, it could it could happen, but the mm-hmm. incredible thing about Netflix is that at first they were just unique, and and so that you could order you know DVDs through the mail, right? Yeah, you rent them that way, and then they adapted. Yep, and I mean, and quickly and oh, quickly yeah. into a oh, yeah. streaming service. Yes, this company yeah, they were right has there. They, were ready they, for it. they stay. And on that the was top. I mean, remember when they tried to uh, split it up? split the services up between uh, the, right. the DVDs and the streaming and everybody threw a hissy fit. That's yeah. And so they didn't, but the right. letter that, uh, uh, what's his face? The head of Netflix wrote really between the lines of the whole letter. I loved it. I would, I would go back and find it, but he wrote the letter of saying, you know, we've decided not to do it and all of this, but really in between the, the entire letter was like, uh, we're going to not do it, but you people are really stupid and don't understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And th- really he was right. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I mean, just yeah. get it, okay? The DVD thing is over. <laughs> yes. All right? We're going to keep it over here for you. If you want it, it's there. But mm-hmm. we don't want it connected to here anymore. Yeah. This just, was just absolutely amazing. Good uh, good uh, new show, though. They're dumping money into uh, new projects. And uh, the new 20-episode series on BuzzFeed. Okay. There's a 20-episode series on BuzzFeed? <laughs> the- like about follow this it's called it's going to premiere july july 9th on netflix worldwide 15 minute episodes released weekly on buzzfeed wow the first episode the internet whispers Hmm. i mean it's fascinating Okay. Fascinating. Just something to look so you're forward to. See, like forty-eight things to. you should say to your plumber. <laughs> it's going to be like that. And it's going to be. It's going to show how the BuzzFeed writers uh-huh. come up with the forty-six things uh, okay. that you should say to your plumber. Twelve ways you're Zach Elf Elron. So wait, how, how many episodes? How many episodes is that the BuzzFeed thing? Uh, what did I say? Fifteen. No, those fifteen-minute episodes. Fifteen Fif- chocolate 15 treats you can make in your pants. Wait, Wait a second. Twenty. <laughs> Describe those twenty as episodes. Treats. Twenty episodes. So twenty, 20 episodes. episodes. Yeah. So that's twenty 
And in fact, the first episode. Veg out on your couch. Oh, yeah. The first episode, well, it's only 15 minutes and it's once a week. Sure. It's not the usual bingeable drop. Mm. Uh, Is uh, about, uh, she delves into about the head orgasm. Uh, mm. The autonomous sensory uh, meridian response. So that'll be a good mm. twenty ways. Twenty ways you can get a. <clears throat> okay, great. I don't know. I know. Watch the episode about the chocolate treats. And Big yeah, Avengers Infinity War this weekend. Mm-hmm. Huh? Avengers dropping this weekend, baby. Oh, yeah. Infinity War. They think that might break the all-time. I was record. just thinking the, they've got seven box office records. They're thinking it's going to drop. Right. Uh, biggest Thursday preview. Biggest Pure Friday gross. Biggest opening day. Biggest Saturday gross, biggest Sunday gross, biggest opening weekend. The biggest I mean, opening weekend is what, 218, something like that? Uh, no, Star Wars, 248. 248, okay. But they're saying that that might, not, wow. that, that might be the one that they might not break because they don't open in Russia and China this weekend. Mm. Well, no, that's just an American figure, though. That's a North American figure. Mm. The, the, I mean, the Star Wars, 248, that's not the worldwide that's just a North American number. Oh yeah, no, right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. I was, yeah. I was thinking of the of the total gross, which is the debut weekend for the uh, the worldwide debut weekend. They, yeah, they, maybe okay. they don't do they, that. They one. don't get that because yeah. they don't open in Russia, right? Because yeah. they're thinking about they they figure this is, and you know, look, I feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it breaks my heart that they're not going to get over five hundred million. Breaks my heart. <laughs> I mean, they might get four fifty. Mm-hmm. Four fifty to. It's up 524. Why aren't they opening Russians? I don't know. Russia and China. I don't know. I mean, that's stupid. There was, I didn't see any report on why that was happening. Mm. I saw a report on why they're opening this weekend because they've got other big movies opening, you know, in the next two or three weeks. Yeah. So they want to get their, they want to get their slot now. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why it wasn't, what the deal was with Russia. Well, and we're China. coming up on Han Solo time, which is uh, yeah. Memorial Day weekend. Which is coming think, up, right? right? Which is what they're trying to be. Yeah. They're trying to get in they before wanna, that. They want to make theirs before that right. comes out. Because yeah, everybody's going to want to see that. that. Yeah. Yeah. They want to go up against that. I mean, this mm-hmm. is going to be huge, right? I mean, uh, Avengers Infinity Wars. I'm going to have to go see it. It's going to be agonizing. Have to. Are we, why are we in a place, and I'm so sick of seeing it, and I wish they would just, someone would, really, I wish someone would just say, you know what, yeah, that's what I said in the interview, and that's the way it is. But they never do. And, of course, Shania Twain is one of them. I know. This it bugs me. sticks in my craw. Yeah. Get I, off I just, me. I, so I would have voted I, for I the American I, president. First, I can't even Shut vote up. in America, is what I said in the interview. Right. So I said, you know, I liked him. And what, what she was saying in the interview, I liked him. I would have voted because I thought he was offensive, but he seemed honest. Do you want straight or polite? Not that you shouldn't be able to have both. If I were voting, I just don't want the bull crap. And she used the other way. Mm-hmm. I would have voted for a feeling that is uh, was transparent. Mm-hmm. That she got attacked on okay. Twitter and backed off immediately. I, Immediately, yep. Not even a thought of. I know. Um, yeah, it was just an interview. I was just talking about what I thought. It's, it's, it's so what ridiculous. I do. Jeez. And immediately is oh this <clears throat> long apology. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. My answer was awkward, but certainly should not be taken as a representative of my values. I don't endorse him. Mm-hmm. On and on and on it's and on. Just equivocating. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, the easiest response is, um, so and, and he's like I, president. As I said get on, over on it. Monday, 
she's a country star. Country stars are generally conservative. Country stars are going to back her up. She's got to, you got to know that these idiots that are attacking you on Twitter aren't even buying your records. You're, Don't right, worry about it. You're lucky if they're real. You're, yeah. you're lucky if they're real. Right. It, at all. Right. They just want to. They just want to have another person back down. Mm-hmm. Try to flex their muscle a little bit. It's pathetic. It sure is. But everybody caves. Everybody. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Nobody. No one just says, "Hey, uh-huh. that was an interview in a magazine." Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, we were sitting there talking. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah, if I could have voted for him, I thought he was a dirt bag, but he was honest. I would have. I'd rather have that than have him try to hide be the dirt bag. Right. And guess what? It doesn't matter. A, I can't vote for the president. And B, he's already president. Yeah. I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, something that makes your life a lot more convenient and uh, helps you increase your skill. A at robot the same made? Time. No. Oh. No? No, it is not. Oh. When was the last time you practiced shooting your gun at home? Mm, been a while it has been a while yes <laughs> it's been quite some time that's what i thought that's why you need iTarget pro uh revolutionized home firearm training iTarget uses your gun so you can become proficient with it uh and where you might have a chance of using Actually it sometime using it. i know it's, this is such a cool application so it's it's, it's with your gun and where you would probably use it uh and it uses a Smart your smartphone. In fact, there's a picture of Keith's daughter. Yeah, uh, she, using the system right there in the comfort Look of her that. own house. Yeah, it's, it's right. So it's cool. Sitting on your couch. Yep. And she's across the room. And then you go up, pointing the. Yeah. She. You can see the cell phone there in the front. Yep. And so it's such a great way to train your kids at using that's weapons. That's really cool. And Inside the gun is a laser. Yep. That. Uh, Sweet. It, so you see exactly where your shots are landing yeah, you, on the target. You take a little thing that looks like a bullet, you put uh-huh. it in the chamber, that's the laser, and then when you're done shooting, you go up and look at the phone, you see where it hit on the target. It's absolutely incredible. So cool. So you can do this at home uh, where it matters most. You can test different angles. You can max, maximize your tactical advantage. And most importantly... We can go over you, to Keith's house? We could go over to Keith's well, house. Pat can. But we can Don't all... invite we, yourself, Jeffy. Use our personal <laughs> firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money. Save time. You know, the money you're going to save on not having to buy Boy, all that ammo... That's going to be no kidding. So that's going to be significant. So true. And you take your skill to the next level. It's the it's the letter I then targetpro.com offer code pat itargetpro.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter uh, from Judy Chapel in Britain. You can starve a baby to death, but God forbid you post a song lyric or a picture of yourself with a machete. Yeah. Uh, Piltdown Posse. Bernie Sanders is a fossil fuel for millennials. <laughs> uh, Nick in Detroit. At this point, the Dems should run Jimmy Carter again. Oh, please no. Gordon Michael Porter, I was a great student. I was good at everything. Who said it? Kanye West or Trump? 
<laughs> I think Trump actually said that, right? I bet so, yeah. Um, uh, and just to muck and fudge. 20 episodes on BuzzFeed. You won't believe number 17. <laughs> no kidding. It's never, it's never you won't believe number two no. or number three. No, it's always get, way down. You got to click through. It's a deep click, yeah. Uh, Governor Cuomo has introduced some legislation. This is really smart. Okay. Uh, to ban single-use plastic bags in New York. You know how dangerous and uh, criminal plastic bags have become, uh, especially the single-use plastic bag. Totally. Uh, it's responsible for the death of m- millions. It's an epidemic, Pat. It's... When I was wondering before this uh, legislation from Governor Cuomo, mm-hmm. when are we going to stop the single bag massacre? When? So do you want to just... Ban all of the bags, or would would Governor Cuomo be satisfied with a trigger lock on them? Uh, no, he's introduced a program bill that would ban all single-use plastic bags at any point of sale in New York State. Okay, so good. So you, grocery store, wherever, you can't have a plastic bag. But then if we use paper bags, then we're killing all the trees. Yeah. Uh, and, you know... Liberal policies eat their own all the time. It's kind of fun to watch, actually. The proposed legislation follows the release of the New York State Plastic Bags Task Force report in January. Oh, good work if you can get it. I uh, I work for the New York State Plastics, Plastic Bags Task Force. Oh, my God. Your family must be proud. I wonder what the salary is on that. It outlined the environmental impact of plastic bags, single-use bag reduction measures, and proposed actions that the state could take to reduce pollution and protect New York's natural resources, including a ban, and that's, of course, what they went with. Good for them. Thank you for stopping the slaughter, <laughs> Governor. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I love this story. This might be this might be my absolute favorite of the day. Scientists. Uh, climate change isn't as bad as we thought. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... It's not as bad as you're saying it is now. Yet, we're supposed to roll over and die every time, every single time they give us their faulty predictions. Not to mention, you know, there's absolutely... Where is there? Where is the apology for the skeptics that they said were insane Holocaust deniers, essentially? Where's the apology to the people who said, well, it's come on, that's ridiculous. It's not going to be like that. And now they're admitting it. The impact is up to 45% less intense than they've widely said. Well, okay, so you were wrong then. You've been wrong every single time. You're telling us you're wrong, but we're supposed to believe everything else, right? (laughs) We're supposed to believe, oh, okay, well, now you've got it exactly nailed. Why? How stupid 
do you have to be to buy into this hoax? Oh, man. Uh, The forecast of future warming will be between 30 and 45% lower than suggested by simulations carried out by the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. The study in the Journal of Climate predicts 1.66 degrees Celsius compared to the IPCC forecast of 3.1 degrees Celsius. Stop it. And 1.33 compared to the other study of 1.9. Nicholas Lewis, one of the authors, says future warming is likely to be substantially lower than the central computer model simulated level projected. (laughs) Now, wait, you're... You're only saying that, though, because every single computer model projection ever released has been wrong. Think about this. <laughs> Think about it. This is an, this is an industry, mm-hmm. this climate change insanity, mm-hmm. that is not only wrong, but now backtracking on their predictions. So, Admitting they're wrong. So, so they're on record as, as just being wrong, proven by facts. Yes. Now they're admitting they're wrong, yes. but yet municipality after municipality, state after state, nation after nation, every entity you can think of on any government level is basing policy mm-hmm. and injecting so much taxpayer cash into, into projects based on their inaccuracies. And so far, like to this point, there's an estimated $10 trillion spent on this. Madness. Ten trillion spent on this they're admitting they're wrong well why would you believe them now i mean i believe you're wrong but i don't think you're just this wrong i think you're a lot more wrong than you're saying and i think it's proven all the time <laughs> let's see i wonder if we could have gotten the hint in 2005 when al gore came out with an inconvenient truth and he told us that these more frequent, more intense hurricanes were going were gonna to be even more frequent and more intense. That was followed by 12 years of the opposite. <laughs> 12 years of the opposite. They said not one peep during those 12 years. Nothing. They didn't say, oh, wow, it's really been quiet. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, it's, but shh. You could hear a pin drop in the ocean right now. That's how quiet it's been. No. What happened was they wait 12 years and then we finally get a, a decent sized hurricane last year. And they're like, see, told you. Boom. Al Gore predicted this. This is just what he what he's told you was going to happen. It's happening right there. there you see, go. another terrible, terrible hurricane right there. Are, are you kidding me? I, it's, it's been a dozen freaking years. And on top of them being completely wrong, when something like that hurricane happens, they're so giddy at the death and destruction caused by weather. I think you're thinking jitty. I think that's the word that you're looking for. Thank you, Reverend Al. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, jitty with it. I don't have my... I don't have a bullhorn. Do you mean to go find so your bullhorn? It's just not the same without the bullhorn. The moment will be gone by the time yeah, I get yeah, back Yeah, the moment's here? over, I think. Really? But, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go get it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the word jitty. I really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But apparently there's no stopping him at this point. And so. He was wrong anyway. He wanted to say jiggy. I think he wanted to say get jiggy with it. He got it wrong on both. And he got it wrong there too. So I don't know if he was trying to say giddy or jiggy. <laughs> but they were both really. I think he was trying to say chip- Chipotle. 
I'm getting all shitty with it. Michael Zihab Beelzebub Beetlebum. <laughs> Michael Zihab Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. It was worth me getting up. Was it worth it? Yeah, it was. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Parkland students. Uh, Shannon Fest has a modest goal for her 15-year-old daughter this semester to make it through a full day of school. I mean, this is really sad. Two months after a gunman killed 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High, going to class is still a struggle for freshman Lauren Fest. Now, she's a freshman, so she was in the actual building it occurred. <laughs> it happened in the freshman building. She arrives late every morning skips lunch because the crowds and loud noises trigger her anxiety attacks. The reminders of what happened, the empty desks in class, the shuttered freshman building where the shooting took place, are inescapable. She goes to therapy both at school and after class. And at night, she can't. She still can't sleep in her own room. It's really sad. Uh, standardized test and graduation requirements are the last thing on her mind. So... This is where the question comes in. How long does it take to readjust to life? Do you just do you just say, okay, everybody who was in that school is automatically passes. Just go home this year and just stay there and recover. Do, do you do that? I mean, legitimately. Is, is that something that should be done? I mean... It, you keep trying to help them. You tr- keep getting them the help that they need. But at some point, do you say to them, no, guys, we, we got to move on now. Now we have to, you got to take your tests. You got to get on with life. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I, d- I don't know. What if you give them a couple of options? If it is too traumatic to be at that school, which I could totally understand. Mm-hmm. Do you say... Transfer? Yeah, do you say, yeah, either, hey, guys, tell you what, you want to take the rest of this year off? Let's say you're a senior or whatever. Just say, you want to mm-hmm. come back and start your senior year over again next year or, or or whatever year you're at, okay? Would you make him take it over or would you just give it to him? Would you just pass him? I'm just not, graduate him? I'm not going to just graduate him. I mean, I just... I don't, a lot of people would expect that. Uh, well, I, I think that the, the degree, the requirements are, and then you got to do those. Yeah. Or... The other mm-hmm. option, which you just said, transfer to another high school. You know, go yeah. to a place where it's interesting you're not reminded because, of it every five seconds. Yeah. They they say that a lot of these kids are still scared out of their minds that it's going to happen again. Well, I bet they are. I bet they are, too. However, it's never happened again at the same place. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that is there ever any instance? This is probably the safest place in the world for them. It has never. And I wonder if they're being told that. My belief is there's never been a mass shooting at the same place twice. Has there? Hmm. Certainly not at the same school. They may be in the safest place they can be. I don't know. I don't know. But some of the parents are saying, look, we're, we're all just in survival mode. We can't even get through this school year, and we certainly don't want standardized tests now. It's an interesting problem, and I, I, I don't know how to solve it. I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. With your thoughts, I, would you just pass them on to the next grade? Do you just say okay, and you get entrance into the school of your choice? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that. That's not. 
Is that fair to everybody else? I wonder if there is another school in the area or some sort of some place where location. they're not reminded of it all the time. Yeah, a location like an empty civic center or mm-hmm. something like that where and I realize the logistics are a nightmare here. Um, they and, would be. And, and this is not uh, an because it's a big school, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a 3,000, 4,000 kid school, I think. Is it possible it's to huge. just keep that building closed off and, and use other buildings on the campus? I, I don't well, know. Well, they did close. Th- they did so, shutter so that the building. So that, that building is shut down. Yeah, okay. the freshman center is Sorry. closed. Yeah. But I think, I think, honestly, the answer is exactly what you just said. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to do. I'm I not in that know. situation. I can't even project, it's and true. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you kind of my gut reaction on how to handle mm-hmm. it, but honestly, I have no idea what I'd be doing. It's really hard, and especially when you read this story of this freshman girl who's 15 years old. And especially when you know there is nobody in that school that's armed, patrolling it, taking care of it, with all these great ideas of what veterans could be doing there, what yeah. armed parents could be doing there. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. That makes too much sense. Yeah. So you're, don't, you, you shouldn't feel protected there. What has given you that level of comfort to think that you should go back into that building, into that school? Yeah. Mm. Uh, another uh, parent, Lori Bashara, whose daughter Gwyneth is a 10th grader, so she's a sophomore, said that through no fault of their own, teachers and students aren't in the right state of mind to teach and learn. For these children to be held accountable for information that was supposed to be taught throughout the year is just impossible unless they're, they taught it to themselves. Uh, she said, in, in class, her daughter keeps one eye on her surroundings at all times. She's only wearing sneakers to school in case she has to run. Jeez. I mean, think of that. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking that they're going through this. Uh, they now face the difficult decision of sitting for the exams this semester when the material is still fresh in their minds or wait until next year. When they've had more time to heal, but also more time to forget what they've learned. I think you take the chance maybe do it next year. If you, if you can take the standardized test next year, do it. The testing requirements affect roughly 1,500 students at the school, about half of the student body. In an effort to give students more time to prepare, Florida Department of Ed has established alternative testing dates over the summer. So they are trying to make some accommodation here. Uh, Some parents, though, and students are asking state officials to give students a pass. The 9th and 10th graders still have this test over their heads that they have to take. According to Angie Gallo, legislative chair, uh, which has been urging officials in Tallahassee to find a solution, not taking this test isn't going to make them not successful. But stressing them out and hurting them again, I just don't see the point. And you got to believe these colleges that these students are applying to are going to have that built into accepting students from this school. They're going to understand that they're in a very unique and traumatic situation. Yes, you would think so. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Why was David Hogg with a four point one or four point two average, mm. whatever he had? Why was he turned down by four schools? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons for for things to happen like that. After getting to know him. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm. watching him. Maybe they didn't want that situation. I I don't know. And I think those rejections actually came before the shooting. um, Just hadn't matriculated through the mail. Yeah. But knowing his personality. Who knows? 888-900-3393. Speaking of schools, 
here's a way that you don't have to put up with any of that. The indoctrination, the fear factor that something might happen. Are the schools safe? Uh, you have school in your home from Freedom Project Academy online. Uh, it's great for so many reasons. Freedom Project Academy is fully accredited, Judeo-Christian, classical online education for kindergarten all the way through high school. So this is the way our founders learned. Certainly the way Thomas Jefferson learned. It's interactive. Students attend live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates across the country. And uh, Freedom Project Academy doesn't accept a penny of federal funding. So they don't they don't try to, you know, they don't have to follow the guidelines of the government. They can stay committed to teaching your kids how to think, not what to think. You can enroll your students full-time or just start with one class. Completely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com and just get your free information packet. I think you're going to love this school. It's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for you. Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July, but the classes will fill up long before then. It's freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. That was it. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred. What'd you want? Thirty three ninety three. I don't like know. Song and dance. Blaze Radio Network. Or you know the greatest. Hold show on. Let's try it again. Bring that music back up there. Or, I don't know. Bring something. the music up. We got to do this right. Yeah. We got to give him what he wants. To. Hey, welcome back to Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Nice. See now. See. That better. That's an intro. Happy? Okay. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, from last night, the GOP won. By 5% in the Arizona 8 special election. This huh. was the one where uh, the blue wave is happening. You're going to turn <laughs> Texas blue in Arizona, too. <laughs> There's a blue wave. We're going to win a hardcore Republican seat for a Democrat. Nope, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. No? No. Debbie Lesko hold on, held on to her seat. She oh. won. A blue wave! It's coming! It's a tidal wave! It's oh. sweeping Arizona! Yeah, no. You know why we didn't hear about that? Is because the Democrat didn't, or it did not win. Because right. if the Democrat won, that would be the lead story on CNN all day. It's all anybody would all be day. talking about today. It would be the lead story everywhere. The banner would say, 2020 preview? Yep. Dems take a Republican seat in a red state. Now, Trump won it by, I don't know, 330 20. points or something. Oh, oh okay, no. it was 20. I was close. <laughs> he, he won it by 20. She wins by five. So they're going to make, you know, mm-hmm. but stop it. Mm-hmm. Shut up. She won. Okay? She won. And so maybe the blue wave isn't as wavy as you thought it was. And then in Utah, uh, right next to Arizona, slightly north and a little bit uh, uh, off kilter there. Anyway. It's geography time, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, People are already asking Mitt Romney if he's going to endorse Donald Trump for 2020. (laughs) He's, he says, I'll, I'll make that decision down the road. 
Uh, as a person of political experience, if I endorse someone, I'll want to know what's in it for Utah mm. and what help he'll provide uh, for us on key priorities in Utah. So I'm not a cheap date. <laughs> That's a good answer. And he just said, I'm not committed to supporting Trump right now. Mm. And they're making a big deal out of that. Well, he supported you. He endorsed you. Why won't you endorse him back? First of all, he's got to win the state. I was going to say, he's got his own problems right now. <laughs> he really does. He may not win. Uh-uh. He finished second, second in the caucus. Uh, it was like 50.1 to 49-something, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really close. Was it that close? Right? I think it was. Okay. He was super close. Uh, by the end vote. The last vote, I think, was... Oh, because when it gets down to the two? Yeah, and when it got down it, to the two, it was like 50-49-something. Uh, so it's not even a certainty that Mitt's going to win this, this, uh, race. Uh, another fun Romney quote from the past weekend, uh, convention. This is not the beginning of my career. My career was in business. I'm not in this race because I have some political career. I'm trying to foster my political career is over. I'm going to Washington because I can make a difference. Hmm. It may be over before you get there. Yeah, it might. (laughs) Mike, that representative, uh, state representative, Kennedy, uh, actually beat him in the caucus. So who knows what's going to happen here. Here's somebody I think I could get behind in uh, 2020. Author Brad Thor. Hmm. He has announced a challenge to Trump in the 2020 GOP primary. (laughs) Set out a series of tweets on Saturday announcing his intent to run against Trump if no other conservative would run against him. So if nobody else does it, Brad Thor is going to do it. <sighs> That's great. And Brad Thor, did he do this in our in our uh, office? <laughs> ah, that's a picture. Uh, Brad the, Thor is pictured here. Yeah, I took that picture. In you, really, I did. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's in front of the. It, it looks like he's in the Oval Office. We used to have that Oval Office set uh, in the other studio. And he has Thor's hammer in his hand. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and you actually found that for him too, didn't you? We won't go to get into somebody that. found it, and somebody, then we just used it. it. I was like, "Oh, look, it. there it is!" And then you gave it back. So, uh, but, of course. Um, uh, but <laughs> the caption under the picture says, "If no conservative steps up, I will absolutely challenge Donald Trump in 2020. America deserves better leadership." Wow. Now, could Brad Thor beat Donald Trump? I don't know. I'd like to think so because Brad, Brad's a good guy and a hardcore conservative. And I think somebody whose policies you could depend on. You know, it wouldn't be like all of these, uh, the Michael Savages and Alex Jones is being so brokenhearted because there's <laughs> nobody pure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Donald Trump pure. Really? You, you thought he was pure. Ideologically speaking, come on. Were you born yesterday? Have you ever seen this guy? Have you met Donald Trump? Really? Come on. Let me introduce you to him through his books. You just, one of the things you have to weigh um, before you run against Donald Trump Mm -hmm. is A, try to figure out what your nickname might be ahead of time. (laughs) Right. And B, can you live with it? Because it's going to stick. Uh, Although he's been a little off lately, yeah, in his he does. Yeah, the, the yeah, he's lost a little mojo, I think, in the nickname 
department. I think his last really good one, I think, I think was Rocket Man, um, the leader of North Korea. And then, interestingly, he just said Rocket Man, uh, Kim Jong Un, is honorable. Oh, that's right. Didn't back it up with anything, that's but he true. said he was honorable. Wait. What? <clears throat> Wait. Kim Jong Un is honorable? In what way? <laughs> Where are you getting that? What are you basing that on? Interesting. I mean, he just makes these statements. Sometimes. Oh, my gosh. What? I'm sorry. We got a point out yesterday with uh, the French president, Macron, or whatever, in the Oval Office getting his uh, picture taken. They were standing there, him and Trump. Yeah, watch this. There's a video of that. This Please. is unbelievable. Oh, gosh. Uh, Trump and Emmanuel Macron uh, yesterday. Mr. President, they're all saying what a great relationship we have, and they're actually correct. It's not fake news. Finally, it's not fake news. So it's a great honor, great honor that you're here. But we do have a very special relationship. In fact, I'll get that little piece of dandruff for a little piece. We have to make him perfect. He is perfect. So it is really, uh, it is really great to be with you, and you are a special friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Good heavens. <laughs> well, you just want to bury your face in your hands, and you don't want to look. Please tell me when it's over. Okay, tell me, is it 2020 yet? Hang on, we're such good friends, Pat. I'm going to get uh-huh. this dandruff off your... What in the world? At an event like that, two world leaders, why would you, why would you do that? I mean, I guess he's trying to be funny. It's just not... Slightly awkward and embarrassing. <gasps> Un poco. And, oof. <laughs> man. <laughs> so anyway, hits keep on coming. So Brad Thor, 2020. Brad mm-hmm. Thor, considering running in 2020. Yeah. So. so <laughs> just keep that in the back of your mind. Boy, Brad Thor. Uh-huh. Donald Trump and The Rock. That's, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Be a fun Everybody from the entertainment thing. industry. And then pick somebody from that list of 50. Just put in, uh, I don't know, Joe Biden. Okay. Oh, boy. That's going to be a... Hmm. Joe would provide some real good color to that uh, race. That would be a, that would be a lot of fun. 888 Also got to tell you, you know the, uh, the Christian who talks about the rapture, mm. which was... Monday. It was Monday. Yeah, uh, we're not here. That's nah, not dream. so much Monday. We'll we'll tell you what the prediction is now. Bobby Ewing dream coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Oh, yeah, there's the Brad Thor picture. Oh, such great photography by somebody. Hmm. It's fun that you actually took that photo. Yeah, yeah. We took a lot that day that you might see on the campaign trail. So that was a while ago, right? That was because a couple years, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And did he. It was a fun day. But he did this recently? 
No, all he of the... He tweeted that out recently? Yeah, he tweeted that, that over the weekend. Okay. Oh, over okay. the weekends when you yeah. made this comment with that picture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 888-900-3393. Uh, okay, the, the Christian guy uh, who whose rapture prediction uh, didn't seem to come to fruition... Says you. ...on Monday. Now, again, for anybody who... Um, like Susan believes in the rapture. I'm not making fun of the rapture. I am... Well, we're mocking David Mead mm-hmm. because he keeps making these dumb predictions and they continue to not come true. And why is that? Well, because nobody knows the time. Uh, and we're told that over and over and over in the Bible. Uh, you, you would think it would come as a shock to Christian numerologist David Mead, who told the Daily Express earlier in the month that April 23rd was the big day, even though he made claims that didn't pan out for years before that. Numerous news organizations reported this week that the world would be destroyed on April 23rd, citing David Mead, uh, who's made a number of incorrect predictions about the end of the world. But in an interview with The Guardian, Mead described these reports as fake news. He's written 14 books, mostly focused on the end of the world or... The mysterious planet Nibiru. Mm -hmm. Now, see, the Nibiru was supposed to be born into this mix because the moon, the sun, and Jupiter were aligned in Virgo. Yeah. Except that's not the alignment of Virgo. So, So I think it was Libra. I think they said it was Libra. I don't follow astrology. So You don't? I don't. Why do you I lie don't. to your audience, man? They come here because you're real. <laughs> you let them into your world. You're right, open and right, honest. Right. And here you're going to make the claim that you're not into astrology. Pat Gray. I know. Whatever. I mean, and it is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> we all know that. The age of Aquarius. 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 Uh, but so he, um, Songs in, in an interview now <laughs> called these reports fake news. He <laughs> says this mysterious planet oh, Nibiru, okay. thought by some to be on a collision course with Earth, said he does not, in fact, believe the world would end on April 23rd. Okay. Now he believes that the rapture will occur at some point. Between May and December of this year. Wait a second. Is this Maslowski making this prediction? What's going on here? We're equivocating just a little bit now. (laughs) In some summer month, in parts of the Arctic. Uh, So that's interesting. So he won't even pin down. A lot of times he'll come back and they say, ah, calculated wrong. It's going to be October. Uh But they'll give you a... You know, months down the road yeah. so that you, they can get more publicity. And it helps with show prep. If I could write in a date on the calendar, that, hey, the world's supposed to end, but now this cat's wanting me to clear to the end of the six year. months. Okay. Yeah, we're supposed to pay attention clear till the end of the year now. I don't know if we can even do that. <laughs> but the planet Nibiru did not pop up. Why? Because the planet Nibiru does not exist. Hmm. It's fictitious. It's <laughs> pretend. It's make-believe. Pretend. Okay, <laughs> not you. even, not even in Star Wars or Star Trek, there is no planet Nibiru. Uh, but that doesn't mean you won't be seeing a UFO sometime during the course of the day. Here's the odds in in uh, some of the fifty states, according to 
News and Observer. What are your chances of seeing a UFO today? Uh, North, huh. North Carolina has had 7,570 reported UFO sightings since 1940, some of which have been bizarre enough to inspire conspiracy theories of ongoing secret military experiments. I, I'm not sure that they're conspiracy theories. I, I think a lot of these might be military experiments. What are the actual odds, though, of seeing a UFO in either of the Carolinas? Turns out uh, Casino.org worked all of the odds out, dividing the number of sight- sightings in uh, that have been reported in each state over the past 78 years into the overall population. Makes sense? So in North Carolina, you face a 1 in 135,500 chance of stepping out the door and seeing a UFO. That's not very good odds. Hmm. South Carolina has a uh, has had 4,285 sightings for a 1 in 117,300 chance. Let's see. Yeah, so uh, the list breakdown is... The 10 states you're most likely here we go. to see a UFO are, in order, <clears throat> Wyoming, Vermont, Montana, North Dakota, Alaska, Hawaii, New Mexico, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, and Maine. The 10 states where you're least likely to see one. Oh, this is really disappointing. I know. This is very, very disappointing. I'm sad. Florida, Texas, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Arizona, New Jersey, Michigan, and Maryland. Apparently, they just don't come to the, the major population centers and say, you know, because if they got here and they were at a major population center, they wouldn't have to say, take me to your leader. Your leader might already be there, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to show up in Montana and say, take me to your leader. Well, it's clear in D.C. That's a hassle. Plus, I mean, once you show up there, I don't think the Secret Service is going to be too happy. I mean, you can't just show up. We've, we've learned you, you, impromptu meeting with the President of the United States doesn't happen. Exactly. I mean, why would the aliens be asking anybody, take me to your leader? They, they don't need to. Yeah. If they wanted to see the leader, are they not smart? They're smart enough to have gotten here from trillions of miles away, but they're not smart enough to know where the leader is. <laughs> you can't just... <laughs> Touched down in the White House lawn? Yeah. Yeah. You know they're smart enough to know that, right? Come on. See, please. Let's get real here. They don't. All up in here. They don't want to get shot down, though, over the city. Uh, True. So maybe land over Andrews Air Force Base. I'm guessing you couldn't shoot down one of these uh, crap there. Technology is probably a little ahead of ours. Okay. Uh, California has had, if you're wondering, and you're in California, you think, I wonder what our chance here is. Mm -hmm. Not very good. There's been 23,419 sightings, but, you know, it's a huge population. What is 45 million people there? Uh, so you have a 1 in 168,700 chance. You can see the full list uh, if you're curious curious about your state uh, at casino.org. Oh. In total, get this. In total, in the United States, there have been 259,691 UFO sightings. Over the years, in 78 years, 259,691. And that's probably everything from the Northern Lights to uh, a Delta flight to oh, an actual weather balloon to a military experiment and, you know, maybe some sightings in there as well. I don't know. I want to see one. But more than 40,000 Americans 
have taken out insurance against being abducted by aliens. Ha! Wonder what that insurance costs. <laughs> 40,000 Americans have alien abduction insurance? Uh, that's that's some cool Art Bell stuff right there. Yep. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, uh, this is a fascinating story. Power-sucking Bitcoin mines are sparking a backlash because it takes so much energy to run these the Bitcoin mining operation that it can cause uh, some problems. Now, the market has waned a little bit, although it's come back to a little bit. Yeah, it's I, I don't know what it is today, but I, it, yesterday I think it was around 9,000-something, which is still pretty good if you bought it 300. Um, <clears throat> but the enthusiasm for Bitcoin mining might be slacking off a little bit, but the operations with stacks of servers suck up so much electricity that they're in some cases causing power rates to spike for ordinary customers. Wow. And some officials question whether it's all worth it for the relatively few jobs created. We don't want someone coming in, taking our resources, not creating jobs they profess to create, and then disappear. Um, apparently, uh, Bitcoin operator CoinMint recently announced plans to use the old aluminum plant site for a mining operation uh, just south of the Canadian border that would require 400 megawatts of power, roughly enough power, to run 300,000 homes at once. Oh. These things, that Jeez. mining does take... Someone called and told us about that, and yeah, it was just hard did. to wrap our heads around at the time. Yeah. And when you see that in print, it's That's just a like, lot. wow, wait, 300,000 homes for this one operation? That is not worth it. So um, I checked the price of Bitcoin. Okay, what is it now? Right, so a year ago, it was $1,200. Okay. At this time, a year ago? Yeah. 1200 uh-huh. uh, It maxed out at $19,205. Oh. Okay, back in uh, December. You'd be happy, Camper, if you bought at, you know, very low and then sold at 19000 mm-hmm. Nobody so, does So that, in eight months, it went from 1200 to 19000 Today, it's at uh, just over 9000 So it's about, mm. it's called about halfway back. To its peak, I think it went all the way down to what six thousand or so, five thousand, six thousand. So, yeah, so is it still worth you know using four hundred megawatts of power to mine for this stuff? I don't know. They say that okay, yes, it does suck a lot of power. Yeah, and there's not a ton of jobs, <laughs> but when we find them, it's incredibly profitable. So it's going to contribute to the local economy. That's kind of their claim right now. And I I think a lot of uh, the residents in Lake Placid, New York, are saying, yeah, no, that's not worth it. But thanks anyway. Uh, Bye-bye. 888-900-3393. Maxine Waters appeared on MSNBC to talk about her previous comments on James Comey, where she said uh, that Comey was absolutely not credible after uh, he explained why he was reopening the Hillary investigation. Now that Comey is uh, is kind of an enemy of Trump and speaking badly of Trump, hmm. uh, Maxine has a little bit different opinion. Here's what happened. 
the former FBI director. I want to play this clip, this sort of notorious clip. <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, it's, 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 No, it's classified and we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. <laughs> yes. Um, that was uh, during the transition. It was a briefing that uh, Director Comey gave to members of Congress, which is classified, which I guess you cannot speak about That's still. Right. That's right. Um, but you and Donald Trump do agree on that. That sentence you said, the FBI no, director has no credibility. Not. You and Donald Trump are in I agreement I tried on that. To, to, to clarify that and to say yes. Coming out of that classified briefing, I said that and I certainly meant it. However, I think Whatever. it is quite different when you take a look at Comey and his relationship to the president, what he said, what he's done. I believe him. You believe him. I believe him, yes. And so then was then and now is now. That's a, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it, it defies all logic. Uh, and they don't, I mean, there's no shame there. She's just been proven that when, when the guy is saying things she likes, she likes him. And he has plenty of credibility. <laughs> when he's saying things she doesn't like, he has no credibility. And, and she's an enemy. I, it's so pathetic. 888 uh, let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens. I love this stuff. Uh, finally gave it a shot after hearing about it every day. I thought, all right, I'll 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 see because, I yeah, I hate vegetables. And if this can provide vegetables in my diet and I can get a little bit healthier, great. So I just take a scoop of this and put it into a smoothie. And it gives me a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are prebiotic, probiotic, boost your immunity, have antioxidant power, and it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. So you just take one scoop, put it in eight ounces of water or whatever drink you have. It's that easy. It tastes great. It flavors it nicely. It's delicious. And you're getting all of the fruits and vegetables. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. And you'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, Tyler from Misery. Any time is the right time to remember Michael Ziha. Michael Ziha, Beetlejuice, Beetlebaum Bailey. Michael Ziha, Beelzebub. Whoa. Yeah, very true. And then Reverend Al runs away. When uh-huh. Uh, girl on fire. I've I've been hearing about this climate change crap since I was in junior high, and nothing that they predicted has happened. Absolutely true. <laughs> it's just it's absolutely true that nothing. They haven't been right on any of it. And remember, we we had those quotes from the 1970, the first Earth Day, when so many of them were predicting we're gonna freeze to death. Yeah, it's gonna be an ice age, y'all. Mm, mm, mm. 
Well, yeah, I've got the I've got the um, Earth Day audio. I think is this from the first Earth Day? What do you think is a bigger threat to the United States? Climate change uh, no, or terrorism? It's not. Climate change. Climate change. Climate change at the moment. This is I last mean, year's I would Earth go with Day. climate change. A lot more people have died because mm-hmm. of terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm not a people person. Do you think the Earth is overpopulated? Yes. I think we need do, to do something to mm-hmm. control that. Okay. So if you weren't around, then the Earth would be healthier? Probably. So maybe we should all just kill ourselves on Earth Day. Not on Earth Day. <laughs> Boy, that escalated mm. quickly. When did global warming start? As soon as we started destroying the Earth. When was that? Oh. Uh, Industrialization. How'd the Earth warm up then after the Ice Age? Okay, what's okay. going on here? <laughs> Oh, wait, I see. Uh, let's go. Oh, you're leaving? I mean, that's amazing. Every time you're asked something that you can't possibly answer, like how'd the earth warm up after the Ice Age? Okay, what's going on here? Are you uh, are you going against the Nazi propaganda we've been trying to jam down people's throats? I think the only thing missing from that interaction was her saying, wait, are you a racist? Yeah, exactly. I can't talk to you. Because it was initially... In the 1970s, when Earth Day started, it was all about cooling. At the moment, the planet is cooling off because we have put so much crud into the atmosphere. The warming trend that the CO2 addition This is from the first one. ...from 1940 has been overpowered. Uh-huh. The turbidity of the atmosphere over the central Pacific has increased 30% in the last right. decade. Sure. According to Reed Bryson, the meteorologist at the University of Wisconsin, who is tracking this most closely, we are beginning to revert to a weather pattern in this country, which we saw in the early uh-huh. 1800s. If we do oh that, our agricultural productivity... Uh, will suffer a great deal because agriculture is tremendously dependent on the weather. Okay, that was all cooling. That was all, we're heading into another Ice Age. All through the 1970s, it was Ice Age stuff. And then, long about 1985, it switched to warming. (laughs) And then they made this really bizarre Earth Hour claim. Either this was last year or the year before. The world is using the equivalent of one and a half planets to support life on Earth. Wait, what? One and a half? Earth Hour was born Wait. out of a hope that this could change. <laughs> Wait, the Earth? We're using the equivalent of one and a half planets. We're using one and a half planets? Where are we getting them? What other planet have we used up? We've used all of this one... And then half of another? Every planet has its own way of doing things. You can't just say we're using one and a half. They want you to believe they're using one and a half Earths. Maybe that's why Pluto's not a planet anymore, right? We used half of it. You cracked the code. Cracked the code. That's why. That's why. Oh, it's been our fault this whole time. That's why they downgraded Pluto. That's what happened to Pluto. It's now Plutoid because of your SUV. Because of your SUV. Damn it. (laughs) If only we could go back in time. Because we could have a Mm. clean Earth Mm -hmm. and a Pluto again. Mm -hmm. How about a bumper sticker that says, Mm. bring Pluto back. Recycle. Hmm? One and a half planets. <laughs> I would try to understand that. As the world is using the equivalent of one and a half planets to support life on Earth. <laughs> it's using the equivalent of one and a half planets to support life on Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're running <laughs> half a Mercury. <laughs> How can it be the equivalent when you still have this whole planet and we haven't touched any others? Oh, boy. 
Man, is that bizarre. Earth Hour was born out of a hope that this could change. So, yeah, I mean, and then they get they get all upset and they start calling you bad names when you call them on it. <laughs> and it's like, what are you what are you talking about? None of this stuff is happening. None of it. None of it. The ice hasn't melted at the North Pole. Uh, in fact, the South Pole has much more ice that's been added to it. Uh, the polar bears, which you used to talk about all the time and you don't anymore. Why? Because they their population increased 500 percent since 1970. That's why. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, neither does the knife control movement crossing the Atlantic. It's already crossed the Atlantic. Now, we talked about this last week with... Uh, remember, they're they're not they're going to take knives from people and anybody caught with a knife. Screwdrivers uh, will feel the full force of the law. <laughs> well, now a Texas mother who lost her son in a knife attack is taking action. Lori Brown said the suspect who allegedly attacked her her son should not have been allowed to have an illegal knife on him and use it to murder somebody. Well, I agree with that. But now she's lobbying Greg Abbott, Governor Abbott for more restrictions on knives. As with gun control, she seems focused more on restricting access to the weapon the murderer used uh, than in enabling victims to defend themselves. Of course, they, they're all focused on that. Her son was at the was at University of Texas, and he died in a stabbing attack uh, last May. She says, I have nothing to lose. I will not take no for an answer. If something like this ever happens again, I just don't know what I would do. And so she is uh, suing the state to create legislation for knife control in Texas. So not only did it cross the Atlantic, but it crossed the Atlantic and most of the continent to Texas. Wow. It's quick. This stuff this stuff happens fast when it happens. I think that's what we were saying earlier in the show, how yep. it used to be really spaced out, the madness in Europe before it got here, and now that, that gap has been closing and closing. Uh, it's just nuts. It is just nuts. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh tomorrow we'll tell you about this new it sequel as well. It's supposed to be scarier than the last one. Um, and we'll talk about the highest paid politicians on earth. Some pretty high paid politicians. Hmm. You, you think that our legislators in Washington make a, a lot of money? Not compared to other places. We'll get into that as well. Uh, coming up right here on The Blaze. Pat Gray Unleashed on The Blaze Radio Network.